0: Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at ticksplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to so all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's ticksplit, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today.
1: Welcome to another fun filled Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You
0: follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kinoscober on the IG.
1: Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app because you want to know why. Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you can watch any of our other five live shows throughout the week. If You ever to miss them? You can watch them and listen to them on the replay at your own leisure. So make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app today. Also, make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the podcast version of Second City Sports. You can do so by subscribing to War on Anger. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes. Ready? W-A-R-R on Anger. And that's on the all podcast platforms where our, we are available. And also, you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, more War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support.
0: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends.
1: We are unapologetically fun here. We have very definite opinions. You have any opinions on any of our topics during today's two hour extravaganza we call the Sports Radio Show? You can go to Sports On Chicago's Facebook page or Sports On Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comments section. Lakino will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and do something stupid, or as the kids will say, at Ignite, I've given the king full bolt to give you the beer a boot. Hello, love she says that. <laughs> and speaking of giving the opponents the boot, Lakina, let's kick off this Friday edition of Second City Sports by discussing baseball. Of course, we had the crosstown showdown earlier this week at the friendly confines. The Chicago White Sox uh, booted the Chicago Cubs in two straight games by the scores of three to one and four to three. The White Sox office kind of turned it around. And on the flip side, their starting pitching was the main story. Lucas Giolito had 10 strikeouts on Wednesday, while Micah Kolpeck had five in four and two thirds innings. On the flip side for the Cubs, their offense showed up in game two of the series, but their bullpen and their starting pitching couldn't hold it. In game one, they'll a lack of offense that couldn't cross home plate and a comedy of errors, which soon followed. With both teams now still under 500 in beti- particular the Chicago Cubs, now six games out of 500. What will the season bring for both of our baseball teams? Let's start off with the White Sox first, Laquina. They are two games under 500. They have a three-game series at Boston against the Red Sox, which kicks off tonight. Remember, folks, tonight's game is at 6.10 p.m. Central Standard Time on Apple TV+. Plus. game, as young folks would say. Tonight's game is 6.10 p.m. at Boston. You can see that game exclusively on Apple TV+. Yeah, so
0: if you don't sorry. know
1: you go get it, Go Google it. I'll leave yeah. it at that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, no NBC Sports Chicago, unfortunately. So, sorry, White Sox fans. I, I don't know what else to tell you. You Maybe try to you know see if you can stream it somewhere. Or maybe if you have a friend who ha- has Apple TV Plus on their as, you know, as a streaming platform. But, yeah, that's the only way you'll be able to watch that first game. Now, going into this. Series, there really wasn't a lot of buzz about it. I didn't, you know, I really didn't hear too much about it, you know, all this excitement. I think there are a couple of reasons. One, the fact that this was in the beginning of the week, you know, you have you know, people working still, you couldn't get a lot of the kids, you couldn't really go as a family unless you lived near Wrigley. And also, too, I mean, both teams are, I know the Sox are kind of, were right there, the mediocre, you know, kind of right at 500. The Cubs are kind of, you know, like right below it. So there really wasn't a lot of buzz about it. But, uh, you know, what? Well, the, the Cubs had those chances to try to maybe uh, split the series. They didn't, you know, the pitching, you know, I think you, we, saw, we finally saw the pitching, you know, the Sox pitching that we, you know, we'll come to expect. Now, can they carry that over to the series against yes, Boston, who's had their struggles? You know, we'll wait and see. Now, as far as the Cubs are concerned, I mean, you know, just sort of, you really didn't see too much. Didn't, they had their shots. You know, I think they had the bases loaded, I think, in the second game. They could have you know, put the game open I and mean, perhaps maybe put themselves in the position to win that game. They didn't. So, you know, that's that there. So I think this was sort of, there really wasn't a lot of, you know, pizzazz about it. And you had like the you know, little things here and there about, you know, little, you, know, you know, division and whatnot among families and couples. But there really wasn't a lot of buzz. And I think if you're going to have a series like this, a town series in the middle of the week, where you have you know folks still going, you know, kids still going to school and whatnot, I think mm-hmm. there's, there wasn't going to be a lot of, You know, people weren't really talking about it as much. And probably because of the way the position both teams are right now.
1: And you bring up a great point when it comes to that. Mostly with the White Sox, their record was four games under 500 at the time. If they were four games over 500, I think it would have been a little bit more of a buzz. Number two, you schedule it, as you mentioned, at the middle of the week. Where you and I and everybody else who has a logical mind knows that. All of April and early part of May, we have crappy weather around here. Mm-hmm. So Commissioner Ma- Rod Manfred, get it together.
0: <laughs> Sorry. That's a whole right. different conversation yeah. for another time. But,
1: so. but And also this year, too, especially with uh, with the Cubs and Sox, Yankees, Mets, Angels, Dodgers, you only played uh, uh, those uh, city rivals four times, two in each ballpark. So that's another problem right there, which brings up to number three. You should schedule those games later on in the season, in the summer, June, July, and even August now with, with at least one series it features interleague play now since the schedule's open uh, right now. You could have scheduled that later. So whoever thought that uh, this was a great idea to schedule it in May, this makes no sense. And don't tell me that they couldn't schedule it at, uh, at, a, at, at a later point in the year. You could have. You're just lazy and stupid. That's BS. So I'll leave it at that. Let me get back to the analysis on the actual games. As we mentioned, Sox pitching, as we said before, they're led by Dylan Cease. I know he didn't pitch in the series, but the White Sox are led by Dylan Cease. Lucas Giolito stepped up on Wednesday. He really showed the Cubs hitters what, we, what he was made of. Michael Kopech, I know there was a debate whether Tony Russa mm-hmm. should have let him out there for an extra inning or two. I'm not going to get on that bandwagon. Remember, folks, Tuesday's game was... a. Uh, Rain was Steady light rain. I, I don't think that game should have been played. You know why that game was played because they didn't want to have to do uh, 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 Two games in, in one day yeah. at the same ballpark. So I, I understood why they did that. Was that the smartest idea? No, I got why they did that. So but back to Michael Corpe. if it wasn't for the weather Would he stayed up there a couple maybe an extra inning or two? Possibly, but it was the right decision for La Russa to make, and the bullpen shut it down from there afterwards. And give credit to Matt Foster coming in, uh, getting the last two outs of that eighth inning Wednesday night's the game. Of course, Liam Hendricks shut it down the ninth. Very emotional Liam Hendricks following Wednesday's game, too. Interesting, but the the White Sox did what they had to do. Uh, they swept the Cubs in their own home ballpark. They have two more with the North Siders at the end of the month down there in Sox Park. Uh, hopefully the Sox can use this as a springboard uh, the, to uh, do great things, um, I'm expecting them to realistically take two or three from the Red Sox. We'll get to the Red Sox and the rest of the baseball in a few minutes, but I expect the Sox to take at least two or three from the, from the Red Sox. The Red Sox are reeling right now. I know Vince Velasquez is starting tonight, and I have my issues with that, even though he did well last Saturday against the Angels. But the White Sox offense is starting to turn around here a little bit. And let's see if they can use the last two games as a, uh, as a springboard. Right now, they're on a current three-game winning streak. Hopefully, they can keep it going.
0: And that's going to be sort of the thing. This is sort of one of those series. Maybe they are starting to turn the corner, especially with the Red Sox being where they are right now. Now, as for the Cubs, I mean, you you wonder. Okay, well, let's just you know take it one series at a time, one step at a time, and it's going to be interesting because you know you're not getting a lot of contributions from some. You know, some of your, your best players and look, you let no chances, you know, <laughs> slip away. Now, because of the weather, they play the Dodgers. Now, unfortunately, because of the weather that, you know, tonight's game at Wrigley has been postponed. So, you know, Cubs game tonight's today, I should say. So it, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be part of a doubleheader tomorrow. So that's going to be another thing. And I this is going to be very interesting because, this, you know, the Dodgers have been playing very well this week. We'll get to them in a second. If you could just win one against the Dodgers, I think that would be a pretty <laughs> – you that, that, you'll, you'll take it, right, if you're a Cubs fan. So, I yeah. you know, think both both teams – You know, the Cubs definitely have the, the more difficult series, I I feel. But, you know, this is sort of uh, kind of a way – look, the, the Cubs are giving the Dodgers a hard time as of the recent series. So, it's just not like they're going to run over and hide. I know they're going to put up a fight, but it's just – there might be a lot to ask. Just win one, I guess, you know, baby steps.
1: Yeah, for the Cubs, this baby steps, and they had they had their chances in in the last couple of games against the White Sox. They just couldn't pull through. As we mentioned before, their bullpen ha- has actually been a surprise, mm-hmm. and so you can't complain about that. But they started pitching. I know Drew Smiley was supposed to start the first game, but uh, he got it was a late scratch, so there's nothing you could have uh, do there. But Kyle Hendricks actually looked okay on Wednesday. Uh, his the, uh, yeah, his team actually gave him the lead, the rust, but
0: yeah, yeah, doesn't have the run support. He just that didn't have the
1: sense. run support. So uh, the, the Cubs, we know they can score runs uh, w- when they feel like it, but they're just not consistent enough to do that. I know they don't have the horses on paper, but uh, this is a sign of a, a mediocre team at best. And that's what you're getting right now. Like you said, the Dodgers are uh, one of the best teams in baseball. And uh, y- you're going to have a tough test, but let's see if the Cubs, if they can just win one, they'll, they'll be assigned. Now, if you win two, that, that's that's really saying something. But realistically, I expect them just to win one.
0: Yeah, and then we'll see what happens there. You're listening to Second C Sports on Sports No Chicago. Cindy Brown, like McGee here with you. Good or bad, Sid? Let's talk about uh, ba- baseball throughout the week. What caught your attention, you know, good or bad?
1: Uh, the young Aaron Judge fan in Toronto, following Thursday's game, uh, he received a home run from a Toronto fan. Aaron Judge uh, hit the uh, go-ahead home run. I uh, believe it was on Thursday's game. Of course, that young fan met with Aaron Judge after the game. It was an awesome moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to talk about athletes not doing the right things, or we talk about them doing negative things in it, which gets all the headlines, unfortunately. But when professional athletes do the right things, we can't just talk about it for two seconds and shove it underneath the rug. And shout out to the Yankees PR staff and Aaron Judge—he met up with that young fan afterwards. Uh, I thought it was a very cool moment right there.
0: That was a very probably one of the sweetest moments, um, yeah. yeah, probably this year in baseball. And also too, um, he uh, Rizzo and LeMahieu were at the uh, 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 Penguins Rangers game yesterday. We'll, we'll get to that uh, <laughs> later on in the show. Some pretty interesting uh, results so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs um there but uh for me i think you know definitely there were a lot of you know, good teams this week i mean the yankees you know speaking of the yankees you know they've won nine of the last 10 they've got mm-hmm. one of the best records in baseball and the mets are still you know, doing real you know, pretty well too they kind of had up and down a uh, week as well yeah they uh, took the, two or
1: three from atlanta hmm.
0: yeah the mars are starting to come back to earth a little bit they've lost mm-hmm. five in a row so that you know maybe that might be the they got some good young talent there but i i feel like sort of you're starting to see sort of their shortcomings a little bit, their youth and whatnot, and also too Manny Machado had a really good showing. He had two home runs in that win, you know, to help them sweep the uh, the Padres, sweep the Marlins. So that might be it for them. Uh, the Reds, unfortunately, mm, no, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about the Reds. They're three and twenty-two. I think they're just a, just the third time a team has started that badly through this early in the season they had a 12 game losing streak on the road uh, okay uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> move like, it on <laughs> i'll say moving on here uh the astros look like, they're starting to uh, come up a little bit they've won four in a row uh, the Mariners, not so much. I mean, I need y'all to stop. Come on, come on, Mariners. You're making me look bad. Here, you guys have all sworn a row. Come on now. Philly's the same thing. You saw what happened in that game yesterday against the Mets. You were up seven to one in the, end of the night. Really? Are you freaking kidding me? I'm surprised
1: Citizens Bank's ballpark is still up this morning in Philly. <laughs> I
0: I I am just I, I'm, I'm surprised that no one you know, I don't I don't want to say the, the words because the way you know the current and climbing, you know, not why to say you know, writing. I don't know if you want to do that anymore. Uh, the <laughs> Mets came back uh, eight to seven in that game yesterday. And I, I used to say that there was I, I have some friends who are Mets fan or Phillies fans, I should say, and they weren't very happy. So uh you know, Sterling Marte uh, had that that game winning uh, RBI, and I, I just uh, yeah, that was ooh, that was just a uh, oof, that was just brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sid.
1: Uh What about the Angels who uh, split the weekend series mm-hmm. la- uh, last weekend here in Chicago against the White Sox? They take two or three from Boston, including yesterday's 8 nothing win at Fenway. Mm-hmm. Shohei Atani was amazing uh, yesterday. I had the chance to watch some some of that game. Uh, he, he, we all know that he's very good with that bat, but uh, he's not too shabby among, on that mound either. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty, yeah, he pretty, might be a Cy young in his future, future yeah, too. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there on, on that front. Going back to that, uh, Mets comeback against the Phillies, um, they're like 330 games with last 25 seasons, went truly by six runs or more. So they. They've changed that also to shout Dusty Baker, who becomes the 12th manager and the first black manager in MLB history to reach 2,000 wins. So, yeah, congratulations
1: uh, to Mr. Baker. He's definitely a a Hall of Famer, first Battle of Hall of Famer, despite what you thought, what he did or didn't do here in Chicago and and, uh, other places. uh, He's one of the best managers of all time. So, he deserves that record.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, very cool moment there. I know they uh, did a nice little uh, sort of like this little salute to him. I think after that game, mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool to see. Uh, hmm. You know what? The the Minnesota. I know they they lost. They've lost a couple in a row, but there's they're still you know really solid. Mm-hmm. They're still right there at the top of the uh, the Central right now on the AL side. We talked about the Dodgers. They won three in a row. The Pops Yeah, sweeping
1: away been... the Giants. <laughs> I
0: know. Oh boy. That was uh I don't think anybody saw that coming. We thought that maybe nah. there would be a maybe maybe the Dodgers went two or three, but they ended up sweeping. That might that might be Gabe Couple on the phone right now. So <laughs> let's, let's go uh, my bullpen. That was that that was a little bit nutty. But uh yeah, that was an interesting series. But uh yeah, I think things are third. They've lost four in a row. I think they'll get it together, but I think they're mm-hmm. realizing that. They can't you know come out and surprise people anymore like they did last year. They kind of came out of nowhere, no one saw the giants coming out and you know basically just you know you know skyrocketing to the NL West. But I think they'll get it together. But it's just good. they just gotta you know get some consistency with their pitching, especially.
1: Yeah, speaking of another NL West team, uh, MLB on YouTube debuted yesterday with the Colorado Rockies defeating the terrible Washington Nationals nine to seven. Did you get? Did you get a chance to check out I some did. of that broadcast? I
0: did. I did. Yeah, congrats
1: quick. to Sierra Santos, former yeah. Chicago Sports Anger. You know, she's, uh She's angering and that along with quick pitch on MLB Network. She did the pre and post yesterday, so a great job by her. Uh, as far as on the field. Uh Colorado. I know they stumbled a little bit, but they got back on track yesterday. Chris Bryant. I know he's not having the world's greatest start, but let's see if he can start to get going because Colorado was one of the surprising teams in MLB in the first couple of weeks. So let's see if they can pick it back up again.
0: Yeah, I, I checked. Yeah, I checked out that uh, the episode that broadcast. Uh, Rod Brandon, Brandon Rogers, I should say, hit that uh, three-run home run to you know, help kind of you know put the game away for. The Rockies. Now, it's interesting, though, that it's going to be kind of like the thing where you put like the lesser tier games on YouTube and just you know, do it exclusively mm-hmm. streaming it. So that way you don't have to Remember worry about Remember, two weeks having... from
1: today, the Cubs are on YouTube against yep. Arizona.
0: Yes, they are. Well, this is a friendly day. reminder. Sorry, Sorry to, to cut me. you off. No, 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 no. It's fine because you just proved my point. Because <laughs> it's probably going <laughs> to be mostly, you know, mid-tier or lower tier people, mm-hmm. you know, lower tier teams, I should say, in, on YouTube. So that's probably what you're going to get. You know, hence the Cubs and the Diamondbacks in a couple of weeks on YouTube. So I think it's sort of a thing where you know we know YouTube's been, you know, been been doing the sports stuff for years now. They've done some college, you know, sports um, yeah. events too. So it's, it's probably going to be the thing where it will be a matter of time for the other um leagues follow suit.
1: Yep. And also too, you know, with Peacock joining in, they start on Sunday, by the way, for you White Sox fans, this Sunday's game against the Boston Red Sox will be seen on NBC and Peacock at 10:30 a.m. Central Standard Time live so the Sunday's game against the Red Sox will be seen on NBC at 10:30 a.m. this Sunday morning of course tonight's game will be on Apple TV plus so like you mentioned Lean we'll mention another network later that's joining in, in exclusive streaming services mm-hmm. for uh, a game that uh, no one saw coming but we'll get to that later but as far as baseball is concerned they're starting to do these exclusive game streaming uh, deals where they all continue past this season. We shall see, but this is a season to try it out, and that's what's happening right now.
0: Yeah, and again, we'll get to all that. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was very interesting when the news came out, but again, we'll save our opinions for that (laughs) one. Uh, Special note, though, too, besides the Dodgers and the Cubs are postponed tonight, the Mets and the Phillies are also (laughs) postponed tonight. I'll get the Phillies to recover from that uh, (laughs) 7-1 collapse yesterday. (laughs) And also, too, the Rangers and the Yankees have also been postponed too due to that due to range. So, you know, those, those, well, some of those will probably be double. All the, all three, I think, are going to be double headers tomorrow. So, we'll see yeah. what happens. Shout out
1: to our guy Jason Palmer from What's Up Cuz every Monday night oh, from 68 p.m. Jay-pa. on, on Sports Zone Chicago. He says MLB is going to mess up their fan base doing this, and I says you're correct, mm-hmm. you're absolutely oh, yeah. correct. We talked about it before, Lakina. about uh, if you're living in the state of Iowa, you cannot see. Uh, five teams exclusively on on the uh, if you subscribe to the MLB TV package, that's the Cubs, Sox, Brewers, Twins, and the Kansas City Royals. So that makes no see, sense, yeah. but but like I said, so, we're a, not gonna waste too. We're not yeah, wasting any more time on call. that. But
0: look, I look. I told you, I got a friend who lives in Iowa, and, he, and he's a, he played baseball uh, on the miners and he's not very happy that he doesn't get the because he likes the Cubs, so. In the fact that they can't, you know, watch those, you know, him, them, and those other mm-hmm. teams. I mean, that's a whole again. You know, I don't. I, I see. I see Jay paw's point, but that's a whole other conversation mm-hmm. for another time. Now it's going to be very interesting to see. But Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Yeah, that's another game for these. You know, starting at these weekend series. Mm-hmm. Kansas City and Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, they've been okay. They not. They haven't been great, but they. They the Red mm-hmm. Sox got the same record. <laughs> so, uh, go figure on uh, their. Uh, of course, the White Sox and Red Sox. At Fenway this week, of course. They still get, of course, you know, the first game is tonight on Apple TV, as Sid said. Toronto and the Guardians. You know, Toronto's got had a really good week, too. And the Guardians kind of had an up and down, so that should be a fun series tonight. Milwaukee and Atlanta. That's another fun one. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Nice first mix. game since last year's playoffs, which yes. the Braves got by the Brewers.
0: <laughs> revenge. I'm sure the Brewers got revenge on their minds. Detroit and Houston at 7-10. Detroit's been, again, they've been okay, not great um oakland and minnesota like you said Sid, espn plus will be the first uh that'll be the first game there Um, uh, washington and the los angeles angels of you know, south of southern california first game of that series <laughs> also to miami and san diego yeah tampa bay and seattle that should be a fun one that's going to be the second game of the apple tv plus double header and mm-hmm. st louis and san francisco that should be a fun one san francisco will try to write the ship
1: Yep. Also, too, you have Colorado at Arizona, and even though tonight's game is canceled, it'll be made up on Sunday, but you still have a three-game uh, series, two on Sunday, and, uh, and, of course, the Saturday game tomorrow. Texas at New York against the Yankees, so we know Anthony Rizzo has been swinging a hot stick along with Aaron Judge, and is starting to pick up some uh, starting pitching uh, outside of Gary Cole. Jordan Montgomery pitched his butt out the other night in the, one of their wins at Toronto.
0: The New York teams have been really solid. I mean, Matt Scherzer has yeah. been really good. Um, I know McGill has been really good too. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the leaders. I think they, I think they're both for like two of the leaders. I think there's like a five or six way tie in wins so far. I know uh, Rizzo is high with Crone of uh, Colorado, and also too, I think Aaron Judge as well for a home run. So that's an interesting stat. Um, I think ERA. I think Logan Gilbert has the lowest ERA right now. For the Mariners, he's been one of their bright spots. He also is tied with the league for most wins. So, yeah, so so far so good. I mean, look, I think a lot this can change. We'll see, especially since we're still dealing with expanded rosters. That's Mm going to be sort of the key here.
1: Yep, and there's your schedule for this weekend series from around the world of Major League Baseball. Lakina, we have to uh, dig in first with the NBA playoffs following this timeout. (laughs) a couple of teams they are in trouble trailing O2 we'll dissect that and a whole lot more and we'll discuss the Bulls future plans some people are freaking out. Some people, like you're truly, are just laughing there. You know what's up. <laughs> <too>. Well, l- Lakina, <laughs> I, I know I created a monster, but we'll get it all into all that and a whole lot more. You're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 and with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex Dabrinkit had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
3: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler... Could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me.
4: Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
1: Welcome back to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in, in, in Living Color on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakini here with you. If you want to follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG, you can do so by going to CK80. Once again, at CK80. SIDKID80. sidkid 0
0: You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG.
1: Now with 90 minutes left in this extra against we call it sports radio talk show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago YouTube. Typing your questions or comments in the comment section, we'll get the uh, Lagina will get them up on the screen for you. Let's kick off the uh, the second half of this first hour, Lagina, by discussing NBA playoff basketball. We'll review Tuesday's action first in the Eastern Conference semifinal series between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. The best of seven series is tied up. At one game apiece, game three is tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on ABC. But game two took place in Boston on Tuesday with the Celtics coming out on, on top 109-86. The Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo had 26, 28 points for Milwaukee. But it was Jalen Brown's 30 points that pushed the home team through uh, without Marcus Smart to an important game two home victory.
0: Yeah, that was uh, a big. I don't know. I don't think that was a must win for Boston, but I think they really needed that win to sort. Oh, of, it was. You know, yeah, they they drained twenty threes in tonight in uh in that game. So that's the most made threes in history in in the playoffs. And the Bucks, I think, only made three. So the three point shot was not their friend. The Bucks. So <laughs> that that definitely was a big difference there. And we'll see. I mean, I I, I feel like look, we said this was going to go six or seven. The, the, mm-hmm. the key is going to be, you know, if the role players. And we saw that this week, especially in game two for Boston. So it was, it's definitely going to be very interesting to see how this, these, all these series, again, we'll get to all of them, but, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of the you know, teams are already in trouble. But I think with this one, you think about that, you know, game two. And I, I feel like this is sort of, I, cause I kind of, I was turning back and forth from both the, the, the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's, I guess that's a good power for me, for us to have this time of year. Um in the spring, but uh this is sort of you know the Celtics kind of dominated from the jump. And like Giannis, you know, did Giannis, he had 28 points, but again, there wasn't he didn't really get any. He help had much help, team. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, Brooke Lopez, where where what happened to you? Uh <laughs> you know, Wesley Matthews. I mean, you're this isn't your first rodeo in the playoffs, dude. I know you're you have to you know pick up the slap for Chris Middleton, but four points, that's not gonna do it. And yeah, also, turnovers were also a big issue, too, as mm-hmm. well. I mean, True Holiday, you had three turnovers. He had 19 points, but he was only mm-hmm. one for 16 from three. So that's that's another thing. So yeah, there was just a whole lot of factors that the Celtics were able to take advantage of, both the defense and on the three-point side.
1: And speaking of the Boston's role players, Grant Williams had 21 points and five rebounds off the bench. And also, too, you, you look at uh Pritchard, as we talked about on the last show he only had six points but he really brought that energy uh uh in that presses especially on the defensive end uh, in game two for Boston. of course they had to pick up the slack without marcus smart so uh, i think he's going to play game three with the extra days off in between if that happens that's going to give boston uh, a real uh, a real edge going into fisa form tomorrow against the milwaukee bucks now lakina i wanted to ask you with with the loss in game two for milwaukee are we now starting to see the signs that this team really misses Chris Milton? I think so.
0: Yeah, I think you're starting to see it. I think you're kind of peeling the onion. Wesley Matthews is as solid as he is. He's not really a, he's not really a starter. So we want to see if Mike Budenhoser, you know, makes a change there. I don't know who would you put there. Do you put Connington there in that starting spot? Uh you know, maybe, maybe Carter, maybe, you know, put the, him there. Either one of them. I don't know, but it's, they're going to have to make some changes there if they want to kind of you know this because he's going to miss this series too, Milton. So this is mm-hmm. someone's going to have to pick up the slack. And the Celtics are not the the Celtics are not the Bulls. Not to insult the Bulls, but <laughs> the Celtics are not the Bulls, so they're not going to be able to get away with what you know they're doing here. I mean, Grayson Allen is finally struggling. And I don't even I don't even think he played in a game yesterday uh, on Tuesday. So
1: no, he did just to do much. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. I think he only had like five points or something like that. So, you know, it's just sort of one of those things where it is going to be the role players. More role players have to step up and we just see who does.
1: All right, in that second game of that TNT doubleheader from Tuesday in the Western Conference semifinal series between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors, John Moran's 47 points was the difference between a Memphis win and a Golden State loss. That best of seven series is tied up in a game of peace after Memphis uh, defeated the Warriors 106 to 101. Lakina, this has been an exciting but an intense physical series after Draymond Green's quote unquote flagrant foul in game one on, on Sunday. Dylan Brooks decided to injure Gary Payton second on Tuesday in Game 2. Mm. Uh, according to the law of the law, Dylan Brooks deserved that suspension for Game 3 over uh, coming up, I believe, tomorrow, mm-hmm. which he'll serve that one-game suspension. Like, I know Steve Kerr said that uh, it wasn't an accident. It was a dirty foul. Lekina, like, will we uh, expect to see more physical play, more drama in this series, or, or can we just watch pure basketball?
0: It's going to get a little bit more physical, I feel, especially I'm sure the Warriors are going to want, you know, Draymond Green is probably going to be, you know, Salivane at a chance to probably perhaps now the Brooks isn't going to play tomorrow. So I don't even think it really Mm -hmm. matters, but I I think it is going to get to a physical. We saw it was still physical even before that injury and you feel bad for Gary Payton the second because he was actually playing really well for them, Mm -hmm. the Warriors. He was definitely contributing, so. Yeah, we'll see if anybody picks. Well, we'll just—it just means more Jordan Poole, I guess. <laughs> so I'm sure he wouldn't mind that. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think the Warriors will probably be able to take control this series, and we we'll probably—I think, they'll, they'll, think this will probably wake up a sleeping giant. I feel like.
1: I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Lincoln. The Warriors are usually are close to unbeatable at home at the Chase Center, not quite, but they're a very good whole team. You know, they use their uh, energy from the fans to get themselves hyped up, ready to go. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Didn't shoot the ball well uh, down the stretch in game two. I expect that to turn around in game three. Like I said, playing in front of their home fans. Uh, What what are you going to get out of Andrew Wiggins? I know he's uh, struggled uh, in game two. And like I said, Jordan Poole, how much does he have left? Uh, He's been their best player overall in these playoffs so far. But there's other guys that have got to pick it up. Like I said, uh, Wiggins. I know Klay Thompson, as I mentioned before, had 12 points. But I expect that to turn around on saturday auto porter jr he only gave mm-hmm. you four points in 21 minutes so that's not going to get it done so as as other guys off their warriors bench, that steve curry is going to have to trust to to step up
0: yeah and i think they'll we'll see if they can do just that and i think that's also to the experience i think that's going to be sort of the key and mm-hmm. that that's going to be kind of like the thing that i think this will help the warriors take control Now, as for the grizzlies you know john Morant's Forty-five points, uh, forty-seven points. I should say, he's a third player in the NBA, NBA history to do that in the playoffs before t- turning twenty-three, joining LeBron and Kobe. But they need—he needs more help, and you're not getting—you're not getting a lot of contributions from your other guys. I know Brooks is going to be out. Uh, you know, tell me you're going to have to step up now. And uh, Jared Jackson Jr. I mean, look, this was a fun team, but you're in the playoffs now. You, look, mm-hmm. you guys said that you wanted—you know—people to respect you guys. Well. You're going to need to do it, and look, it's going to be tough to do, playing the Warriors home courts, but this is sort of your chance to try and prove it. Now, you did do it a little bit there in that, that play-in uh, a couple of years ago, so that's going to be sort of the thing where, you can you do that? But again, you, know, you they weren't at full strength at the time, the, the Warriors I'm talking about, so mm-hmm. it could get a little bit tricky.
1: Yeah, and I think Memphis won there early in the season, I believe, so we had to check yeah. up on that, but uh, the Memphis can't do it, but like I said, this is a different Warriors team now. They're outside of Gary Payne the 2nd they're majority healthy. I know Seth Curry starting to get more minutes now, recovering from that uh foot injury from the last part of the season. So the Warriors have confidence now. Even though it was, it was a setback in game two, they have confidence now because they are the better team in this series, and the next two games are at home. So uh, if Memphis can steal a game at the Chase Center, this series is really going to flip up. Call me crazy, but I expect the Warriors to uh, win both their home games this weekend.
0: Yeah, they did win a cup their uh, first game, and but remember Clay didn't play, so that's going to be that's the wild card. <laughs> so we'll see. Now that the Warriors are kind of in full strength now, yeah, you know, they lost they won they lost that last meeting at the at uh, Golden State, so they split that series there. So it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes because I, I feel like you're in the Warriors in playoff mode. So. <laughs> That's good. I think the experience is going to be the key that kind of, you know, takes the Warriors over the edge, but we'll see. It should be an interesting series. And
1: uh, yeah, and also too, Draymond Green can give the home fans the thumbs mm-hmm. up instead of the turkey bird like he did mm-hmm. the other night. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the thumbs Maybe up. Maybe he'll <laughs> yell about
1: that on this next episode on the Colin Cowherd's podcast. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got some content there for the for the podcast. He definitely has some content there. Now uh the Philly Miami series is the this is the one that our buddy Diaz has been doing for TNT. Now unfortunately it's been Miami, especially in game two <laughs> on Wednesday. 119 103, a solid you know team win for mm-hmm. Uh, Miami, uh, Tyler Hero, new, newly crowned sixth man of the year. Tyler Hero had 18 points off the bench. Also, Victor Oladipo had 19 points. So yeah, it's nice to a... see him
1: back healthy again. I yeah, know he's been in my head the last few years due to injuries, but it's nice to see him playing basketball again.
0: Well, here's the thing. That's actually, he actually scored just as many points as the, the Sixers bench did combined. So that's, again, <laughs> yeah, that, that's not good if you're, uh, if that's good if you're a Heat fan against a contribution mm-hmm. to the bench, but it's not good if you're a Sixers fan. Now of course Bam led the way with twenty three, and of course Jimmy Butler had twenty twenty two. Kyle Lowry, of course, you know, still hurt with that hamstring. You know, they've picked up the slack. It looks like Embiid will play. Will try to play. He's clear concussion protocols. Do you think they have a shot to perhaps try to you know cut into the series, Sid?
1: Yeah, tomorrow is a must win for Philadelphia. And I know, I'm know i sure Embiid will probably wear a LeBron James slash. Uh, bill and Beer type mask yep. to protect that to protect that face. But with that being said, this is a must win for Philadelphia tomorrow. If they don't get it, uh, I'm not going to say it's a sweep, but at worst, they'll, uh, they'll be eliminated in the generally fashion in five games. So game three is a must win tomorrow. I, just for me, what's the gameplay for Philadelphia besides using MB? James Harden, uh, looking at the statistics from the game on Wednesday, yes, he scored 20 points, but is a beleaguered 20 points. He really didn't have an impact. Uh, he turned the ball over. He passed up on some shots, trying to force some things. And especially during the playoffs, uh, that, that, that just is not going to fly. And, Tobias Harris, I told you, he's the key to me in this mm-hmm. series. He actually stepped up with the 21-point game, including six, 9 of 17 shooting, 2 of 6 from downtown. He wasn't a problem. Tyrese Maxey scored over 30. He wasn't a problem. It's just like you said, the, uh, James Harden, along with that bench from Philadelphia, you really didn't get much at all. You just didn't. No,
0: none, none that's at all. And Here's a couple of uh, stats here. The Heat are 16-0 all-time when leading the best-of-seven seven series. Would lead to 0. That's the most wins without a loss all time, but on the flip side if you're a Sixers fan, cover your ears. They're 0 and 13 all time when trailing a best of 7 two to two to the 0. So that's <laughs> uh yeah, that that's not uh mm, sorry, I, I don't I, look, I told all Sixers fans to cover their ears. So <laughs> uh, we'll see here now on the on the other side with the the Western Conference of series of uh, the Mavs and the Suns. The Suns had to hold on against the Mavs in game 2. Uh, you know, they they played better than Mavs the Mavs did, but again, it was just the experience and just you know, the contributions from you know, all all of, you know, the players on the Suns squad. You know, CP3, you know, had another uh, solid showing. He became the first player with 20 points on 90 percent shooting. He was shooting lights out uh, in that game, the last 25 possessions. Both have come in the postseason, just an amazing accomplishment of what what they've done. And sixty-four and a half percent, the six uh, the Suns, I should say uh and from the feeling game two that's the highest in franchise history so there's you know 84.2 in the fourth quarter so they were sort of kind of able to hang on they made some big shots late so what do you think what do you think about this series
1: uh, Phoenix has really dominated so far. I know Dallas came close in game one. Game two, they were right there until the fourth quarter. As you mentioned, you read all those beautiful statistics if you're a Suns fan. But Devin Booker looks like uh, head coach Monty Williams is starting to trust him with more minutes. Mm-hmm. He had 36 minutes and scored 30 points, including 5 of 8 from downtown. Devin Booker looks like he's starting to play with that injury. He's healthy enough, and so he's starting to get on the full goal right now. The Javale McGee had a big impact off the bench in Game Two with six points and two rebounds uh, in the sense, and, and also he had a, a couple of blocks in there. So as we said before, Lakina, too bad he's not on the Bulls right now because he'll solve all the defensive problems for the interior that the Bulls team need. This Bulls team needs. We'll get to the Bulls in a few minutes, but Javale McGee, a, a player that the Suns didn't have a year ago, he's starting to uh, make his his uh, his presence felt uh, this year for the Phoenix Suns. So a uh, shout-out to him. Also, too, uh, Jameson Crowder, uh, he's been mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs for uh, the last few years with Boston and LeBron James's Cavaliers in, in those teams. He stepped up. He had 15 points, including three or five shooting from downtown. Uh, that's something you like to see there. Uh, a player that, str- that struggled. With nine points there is DeAndre Ayton. I told you he's going to be the key for me in this series. I know he had a bad game, two because CP3 and Devin Booker got it going, especially late. But I expect DeAndre Ayton to pick it up scoring-wise in game th- games three and four.
0: Yeah, they really didn't, you need know, him. the Suns did. So they were, you know, shoot, like I said, you know, what Booker was doing and CP3 was doing and Crowder. So definitely, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that front. Now, it was just a good team win overall by the Suns. Now, can, mm-hmm. the, can the Mavs, you know, cut into the lead and perhaps maybe steal one? Well, well they wouldn't steal it because they were at home. But, you know, get one of these next two games at home? Yeah, they can. But again, they need contributions from all sides. Jalen Brunson, you know, nine points. He had to step up. You know, look, can mm-hmm. only do so much by himself, guys and yeah. uh you know Fifty Smith only had a, a field goal he struggled from the field didn't really take a lot of shots so if you're a Jason Kidd I think you need to get your your, your guys kind of together and say hey, look if you want to don't want to get swept off the floor you need to kind of you know step up and help Luca out
1: we all know in the playoffs it's all about matchups and adjustments and of course Jason Kidd he's going to adjust to how they defend Devin Booker especially after what he did in the fourth quarter in game 2 the other night dallas is a very good defensive team they've been that way ever since the all-star break so give jason Kidd and the players credit for that but reggie bullock i told you he was going to be one of my players to, to focus on this series he actually br- brought it next yeah, to another uh, yeah. brought it next to uh luka dodgers with 16 points but after that lakina you mentioned spencer did really really struggled from the field shooting also jalen and 3 of 12 for nine points that's not going to get it done either it's going to going to have to take uh, defensive adjustments and they just have to shoot the ball better, but they got to get some balanced scoring to help Lugo out. Luca, we all know that he's, he's still injured with that calf muscle. Uh, so uh, other players got to step in, step up. They're going to have to share the ball and make some defensive adjustments to uh, Patet home court this weekend.
0: And that's going to be the key because I, I feel like if the sun's, I mean, if the Mavs don't win game three, it's at least maybe give themselves a little bit of a shot. Mm-hmm. it's good it, it'll probably be like curtains for them so we'll see what happens there. going through um you know the schedule for tomorrow going into the weekend tonight. of course tonight to, well tonight and also tomorrow mm-hmm. as well because again there were no games yesterday so that was a little bit weird you know no games on thursday but look more nhl uh a little bit of time to shine so we'll get to that in a second but this whole thing you know with uh tonight's Tonight's games, uh, of course, Miami and Philly, you know, ESPN will have these games. Uh, do you think Philly, especially with uh, Embiid you know, getting clear like he is coming back, do you think they have a shot to perhaps maybe try to cut into the series?
1: I think so. They're at home. Like I said, Embiid is back, but James Harden's going to have to play better. And Tobias Harris, uh, continue to uh, carry that momentum that you had in Game Two, scoring 21 points. Tyrese Maxey, I don't need him to score 30, but if he can get around the uh, uh the upper teens, low 20 to mid 20s, that's good for me. But it, this is all about James Harden tonight. I know everybody's going to give the attention to Embiid, and rightfully so, because he's a beast down the middle. But it's all about James Harden tonight. Stop uh being lax lax a days ago. Start being aggressive be the James Hart you always been throughout your career and so it, it Philadelphia can get off to a hot start which i expected to do from their home crowd tonight uh they they will win game through because if they don't they'll definitely hear from the fans and, and i don't think they can recover this goes way beyond um ben simmons and all the all other stuff they want to blame on <laughs> blame off for their past failures in the playoffs so it is it, all uh, about philadelphia looking themselves in the mirror and say hey uh, even though Miami is good, we're better than them. So we had to be the aggressors tonight.
0: Interesting, see if they could do that. Uh, when you see playoff Harden, we haven't seen them yet. So, yeah, you know, hopefully we'll, well see we've that seen them, but
1: we haven't seen the other side yet. We've seen lazy playoff Harden, but we haven't seen the greatness out of James Harden yet. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> So it's going to be interesting. If we <laughs> see, it, see that tonight. Uh, the Suns and the Mavs, you know, of course, game, game three, the second half, that ESPN doubleheader. Um, I think for me, if you're the maps, I think this is over sort of the time. You you got them yeah. at home. This is game three. You don't want to be down three oh going into Sunday. I hope they can pull it off, but I, I think the Suns are on a mission, especially now that that series against the Pelicans is <laughs> over with. I feel like they 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 I really feel like they think they, they can get back to the finals. I'm kind of right there. I'm going to say the Suns. But I think, again, if Luca can be Luca, if he gets some, you know, the role players to step up, you know, like Brunson, like Bullock and Fitty Smith, mm-hmm. I think they have a shot, but I just don't see it. They're going to have to prove it to me.
1: I think Dallas will win game three tonight is going to be tough because, like I said, Phoenix is so focused and they are on a roll right now. But uh, as I said before a few minutes ago, for Dallas, it's all about sharing the ball and making defensive adjustments. How are you going to defend Devin Booker, and can you force Phoenix to take bad shots? If you could do that, uh, you'll come out with a victory tonight. So I'm going without Dallas. It's going to be a tough one, but I'm taking Dallas to win. They have to get this one, or else it's over.
0: We'll see if both the Sixers and the Mavs can kind of seize leads. Now, pivotal game threes here. You got Boston and Milwaukee. Of course, this is the first game of that uh ABC doubleheader at 2.30 mm-hmm. Central Time. I'm wondering though, okay, so this is sort of a reset here. This is now a best of five. So let's see if which role players can step up. Can Boston, you know, keep shooting? They're not gonna probably have a 20, they're not gonna be shooting 23s, or, or not gonna make 23s, I should say. <laughs> um, you know, Milwaukee, I mean, look, they get over their home court, so I think, you know, they'll shoot, they'll probably be able to make more than three threes but uh yeah it's gonna be interesting who can make the big shots
1: yeah for Boston let's see if Marcus Burr does play in game three or not I know it's a a a game time decision on him I know you missed the last game but for Boston it's all about defending Giannis Uh, not not one man can stop Giannis but if you could do what you did from game two uh, and limiting Milwaukee to jump shots and and missing them uh, you'll be okay you're a very good rebounding team, and they can definitely get out and run. And so, Jason Tatum uh, continued to be aggressive. Also, to Jalen Brown, one of the best athletes in the NBA, uh, he, he had a big game, too. Let's see if he can carry it over to, uh, to game three. I still believe that Boston can get a game in Milwaukee, and I expect it. To- for That to happen this weekend will it happen tomorrow? I'm not sure, but it'll happen this weekend. So, when we come back here on Monday, um, I'm sure we're we'll, we'll, we'll talking around the 2 2 series tie uh, between these two teams.
0: Be interested to see what happens there, of course. at 7.30, the night capper of tomorrow's uh ABC doubleheader, you got Memphis and Golden State. We already talked about this. I feel like Golden State, I, I think it's, I think now that they sort of they've I think they know that you know, Curry and Clay both had shots to both miss some big shots. So I, I think that they'll, mm-hmm. now they're going to be in their home court. I think this is sort of when the series is going to be probably theirs.
1: For Memphis, Jared Jackson, Kyle Anderson, uh, for the uh, big guys for Memphis, this, this is for their time to step up. Now with Dylan Brooks being suspended for tomorrow night's game, uh, what are those guys are going to do? Because mm-hmm. right now, Jerry Magrini is a heart and soul for the Golden State Warriors. He brings the defensive uh, presence um, um, from the the forward position. Also to John Morant, Uh, uh, he's not gonna score 47 again. I guarantee that he's a very good player, but it's all about Desmond Bain and some of the other role players from Memphis as well. They're gonna have to step up and steal a game um, from the Chase Center. So we mentioned they won there early this season, but that was without Klay Thompson, with that being said. But uh, this is gonna be a, a, a true tough task for Memphis. Yeah, Minnesota was one thing, but you go into a bigger hostile environment to chase in with all those Warriors fans screaming and, and yelling. So like you said, we said mm-hmm. before, the Warriors are coming together. I do not expect Steph or Clay to shoot that terrible again down uh, down the stretch in a playoff game. So uh, I I think the Warriors will win this one tomorrow. But if Memphis doesn't get a split here, uh, they're in trouble.
0: Yes, they are. I agree, and I feel like you know, yeah. I think if the if Steph and Clay are hitting those three big threes, and Pool steps up and does what he's mm-hmm. been doing all these playoffs, I think this could be a uh, light up for this series. Now, of course, Sunday's games you got the Suns and the Mavs in Game Four, also Heat and Sixers in Game Four. We'll see if the Heat <laughs> and or Suns will be you know playing the Clemson series and Sweepy, But I don't think that's going to be case. I think this is going to be like. Either somebody's gonna you know, extend the series, whether it's you know in this game or whether it's nice games, but we'll see what happens there. you we'll listen to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, along with Sydney Brown on the McGee. Now we're gonna switch gears to talk some Bulls and what they're gonna do. Uh, all types of weird Bulls rumors and all types of you know weird scenarios and everything else from Rudy Gobert to perhaps Anthony Davis, you know through trades. And maybe, of course, you know, Deontay I think, Murray.
1: I saw in the athletic, at least the headline. Like, I'll be fair, I saw the headline. They was, was like, said, What are the Bulls going to do? They had a picture of Trey Young. Like, really? Like I said, I saw the headline. <laughs> I saw the headline. I didn't read the story to be fair. But I was mm. like, Really? This doesn't make sense. But I digress. Go on.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, also, I guess, Deontay Murray. Uh, I guess there was a, a photo of Zach Levine, like a Photoshop photo with him in a Spurs uniform. That cost you know, he deleted that quickly, of course. That cost a little bit of a stir on uh Bulls Twitter. So, I, I at this point, I look, there's I know some people are wondering, could Zach perhaps leave and take less money and go elsewhere? Some people said maybe, uh, maybe the Lakers. I, I I mean, it is, I mean, look, he is from Los Angeles, so yeah, he played at UCLA. So, I, I'm for a minute, so I, I'm wondering, I, I don't know, but. <laughs> there's just so many crazy th- movers and such. Like my, my head's spinning right now.
1: I said this before and I'll say it again. Is Zach Levine a max player? No, but I think the bulls will give it a max deal just to protect their image and to protect the core of this team. Now, is Zach Levine, the alpha guy that many people thought and think that he should be. No. And that's okay. We said this earlier in year in the year when DeMar DeRozan was hitting those game winning shots and, And when DeMar DeRosa said, I'll I'll take the pressure off of Zach to be the guy in the last few minutes of a game. And we said it then and we'll say now that's okay. You notice that Zach's numbers Mm -hmm. were, were still the same from last year when he, when he was the guy, because the Bulls didn't have anybody. So Zach Levine for his best chance to win. If he wants to stay in Chicago is here. I know, like you say, he can take less money, but elsewhere, but, I'm for the players getting as most money as they can, so I'm not going to shy. Uh, if I'm not going to shame any players to doing that, especially professionals, where get as much money as you can. Like I said, is Zach Levine a max player? No, but I think the Bulls will have to do it, and I think it's going to help them down the road, especially for potential free agents to come him come here. I know they're up against the cap, but uh, this move will go a, lot, a mighty long way to improve their image as far as free agency is concerned, bringing future free agents to Chicago. So this is bigger than just Zach, Zach Levine for right now.
0: Again, yeah, and, and I think, yeah, I know we're going up against it, but I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like here with Zach, I mean, look, we don't know what Zach's mindset is. They, look, I'm sure he's going to test the market as he should. As well as he should. Mm-hmm. As he should because, look, I mean, look, you got you got a gold medal. You made the all-star team. Your team made the playoffs. You made the playoffs for the first time ever personally. Of course, mm-hmm. you got to look around and test the market and see if – look, okay, you can make less money elsewhere, but also, too, I'm sure he's going to want to win. So, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you are you want to go to the Lakers, okay, cool. But, again, you don't know what the makeup of the roster is going to be next year. I know some other, you know, San Antonio, but, you know, Pop, I'm sure he's still down there. I know some there are some rules about maybe Jay Wright, but, again, is, even still, is he going to fit the system? What, whoever's going to be there. So, yeah. there, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked still, and I kind of feel like Bulls fans should just take a step back and just let As our buddy Big Dave Watson from CHGO Bulls say, let AK and Eversley cook. Let them cook.
1: (laughs) Yep. And like I said, this is a big summer for the Bulls management. And like I said, we've been throwing flowers at them and rightfully so. But this is a a crucial time uh, for this organization. You've taken a step by making the playoffs. You see where you need to be, where you are, and where you need to be. So I trust that this management team is going to make the right moves. And like you said, Laquina, they have the 18th pick in this year's NBA draft. We'll see what happens there. So this is an important summer for uh, the men and women. We'll see what happens going forward. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead as you're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports, live in Living Colorado Sports Zone, Chicago. We have the Stanley Cup playoffs to review. Also, the NFL International Series dates are set. Plus, we have some sports media news to pass along and a whole lot more. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 and 31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from CJ McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner, Colin Delia, made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox (laughs) will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
3: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me.
4: Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Barn & Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
1: <coughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports, real live in the Living Color on the Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss LaQuina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brownhead. That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKIDA0. That's SIDKIDA0. You follow me at Kid McGee on the Twitter and at over here on the
0: IG.
1: We have less than an hour of this extravaganza we call a sports talk radio show. If you have any questions or comments for us? You can go to Sports Old Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Old Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of the Friday edition of Second City Sports by discussing the NFL, the National Football League. As we always say, Lakina, the NFL is a 12-month sport, and this week it has not disappointed us. As uh, the International Series games are as, as set as it goes, the first ever NFL regular season game in Germany is now set. The Seattle Seahawks will face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Munich, Germany at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, November 13th. Uh, the other dates for the International Series has been set as well. The Minnesota Vikings will play the New Orleans Saints on October 2nd. In London, you watch that game on NFL Network. That's at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 8.30 Chicago time. The other game is the New York Giants versus the Green Bay Packers. Yes, with Aaron Rodgers, folks. <laughs> and that game will take place on October 9th, Sunday, at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on NFL Network. That's also uh, from London. And the Wilson Wilson's Denver Broncos will play the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Jaguars' annual uh, <laughs> overseas home game. That's on Sunday, October 30th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That game will take place in London. But that game will air exclusively on ESPN+. That's ESPN right. Plus. That's right.
4: Yep. <laughs> yep, that's, oh, that's, that's,
1: that's, yeah, yeah, announced. Oh, and one more game. One more game. Sunday, November 20, uh November 21st. Monday, November 21st. That's Monday, yeah. Uh uh 8 15 Eastern. That's 7 o'clock Chicago time. San Francisco will play the Arizona Cardinals in Mexico City. Now yeah, you I have some to- folks worse for your folks at ESPN Plus regarding that Denver Jacksonville game. Go.
0: Yeah, I mean it's sort of one of those things where you're wondering, like, what was the mindset there? I guess this is, I guess, in the contract, it's going to be at nine thirty, and I guess the way the schedule sets up. Remember, the uh, schedule release for the NFL will be next Thursday, so we'll, mm-hmm. you know, get you guys posted on that. It's going to be uh, interesting, and we'll see where the Broncos are by then. If you're, if you're a Broncos fan, and your, your Broncos kind of right there in the AFC West, do you really want to try to get ESPN Plus listening <laughs> out the Unless you got like the, the the you know the triple pack with you know Disney Plus and Hulu, but mm-hmm. I, I mean it's going to be interesting where uh, and Jacksonville too with all the moves they made, we'll see where they are by then. But uh, it's interesting that it's going to be on ESPN Plus, but that's a whole other thing. Now the the Giants and the Packers that game will be on NFL Network on October 9th, also from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and uh, yeah, and so will the the first game October second uh, and London will be the Vikings and the Saints. We'll see where those teams are by then in october that should be an interesting uh and a fun game so and that uh, you know the the mexico game we'll see that the monday nighter uh that's the monday night you know that's the monday before thanksgiving so that's going to be a registering game there too in mexico city um yeah we'll we'll see where both teams are there should be a, a big clash there in the uh nfc west so we'll see what happens in that game so yeah so i think this is sort of the nfl especially with COVID calming down a little bit, you know, you got your first, you mm-hmm. know, first ever game. Cause if you guys remember in in Germany, they had NFL Europe, of course, they had like three, they had like three teams there in Germany. So, and that game, and I think you said the Bucks. I miss, miss NFL you know. Europe. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was so much fun. Yes. Yes. You know, pretty good uh, uh, players coming from there, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. I'm sure there's going to be a, a yearly thing where you're going to have, um, you know, teams, you know, uh, placing each other. I think Ryan, the Ryan fire, I think that was, I think that was probably one of their, their best teams in NFL Europe, but they're, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there unfortunately wasn't a lot of support. So I, I wonder if they, they, if they try to do one now, would there be some support? Of course you got, you know, television won't be an issue and streaming either. Now we mm-hmm. get got, you know, I think the problem was that they, they couldn't get, you know, the the Rays were very good. And, you know, I guess they couldn't get guys to play. I don't think that's going to be a problem, but be playing in the bar and bar Munich. So, you know, the Alliance Arena, which is where they play. So, the Byron, I mean, so that should be a fun one there. The Seahawks and the Bucks, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think they're going back international. NFL is so, I think their season is opportunity.
1: Here's the question I want to ask you, Lakina, and I want to ask our audience at Sports Chicago on Facebook and Sports Chicago on YouTube. Type in your uh, answers in the comment section. And we'll get them up on the screen for you. I want to ask you, Lakina, with the NFL promoting its game like it's a worldwide game over the last decade, decade and a half, do you think it's only a matter of time before we see an NFL team in Europe? Because uh, uh, you're going to have to get the scheduling sorted out. And uh, I know people have been talking about it for years. I know me, Ken, and Dee talked about it during our days with the Dean Davis show. And it sounds like a good idea, but I don't know how you're going to get the schedule because you're going to have an American team traveling to London or Germany, whatever, every week—if not every other week—and you have to work in some bye weeks as well. That's going to be tough. It depends on how many teams you uh, teams that are based over there. Because I know people have a rumor that Jacksonville maybe be one of those teams moved over there in the future. I don't know. Th- I don't know if that's going to happen. But uh, it looks like the NFL East on the surface wants a team or two overseas full and time.
0: Yeah, and I think that's gonna be the thing here. I feel like because will there be okay? How are you gonna do that with the travel? Are you gonna have to? You have the West Coast teams, especially, especially if you're trying to have a West Coast team go all the way to Europe. How are you gonna do that? Are you gonna keep them out east for like maybe three or four weeks, and then maybe have them go to or you're playing Europe first, and maybe have them stay you know out east for like a for like maybe two or three weeks. Yeah, that that's that's a lot, and. That that's gonna be the thing where I'm sure it will be figured out at some point, but I'm wondering like what's the kind of the end game here because are we gonna get I'm sure we're gonna get more games in Europe next year, probably maybe six yeah. or seven, two?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised.
0: Especially with the Olympus coming up. I'm sure they're mm-hmm. gonna want to probably perhaps maybe get a game in Paris, perhaps. Maybe in Rome. So again, there's still a lot of possibilities here as well, and also too Scotland, maybe. So I think just to you know, just to you know, that 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 whole front of I think there's so many possibilities for the NFL. And like I said, travel is gonna really be the problem, could be the issue, especially if the rumors are true and look, there have been some rumors about it for some time. Will they have will the NFL do put perhaps Jacksonville or somebody else as part of, you know, the new team? But again, we'll have to wait and see.
1: And will you start all of those games at 8.30 AM Chicago time on a Sunday, or would you start them at new? Because remember it's a six hour time difference.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep, so, so because at
1: 8 30 a.m. our time, Chicago time, that's 2 30 p.m. local time over there. Of course, if you start the games at noon our time, that's mm-hmm. 6 p.m. night time over 16. there, mm-hmm. local yep. time. So, uh, the time difference is an issue as well. Remember that story, Lakina, that uh, when the Raiders played the Bears a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, in 2019, of course, John Gruden, when he was coached there at the time. Uh, they traveled, I think they stopped home after the the, uh, the game at Indianapolis. They stopped home for a quick minute, then they traveled out there uh, to London. They stayed there for the entire week. Of course, Matt Nagy's Bears traveled out there uh, later on in that week. So, like I said, traveling is going to be an issue. Will you stay out there the whole week? Will you play back-to-back games if you have two teams or more in London? Will they stay there back-to-back weeks? Will they allow to fly back home quickly, then fly back out? Uh, it's just a lot of uh, travel log- logistics there,
0: and that's going to be the thing where, like you said, I mean, like especially for the West Coast teams. Yeah, that's going to be the thing where if you're going to put one of the West Coast teams out there, have them play like you know Seattle and San Francisco and Arizona. But again, are you going to keep them out out east? You're going to have to maybe play in Europe first, just keep like I like keep them out east for a couple of weeks, so get the, you know, the time difference. And then have perhaps maybe have a bi week so they can kind of get their body clocks back in order. That's another thing they got to figure out. So just so many things to kind of, you know, figure out here. And it's just sort of one of those things where it's going to be very interesting to see. Now, speaking of travel now, of course, like I said, the schedule won't come out till till next Thursday, but they've already said, uh, who's, which team is going to have the fewest miles they have to travel. Do you have a guess?
1: Ooh, fewest miles. Hmm. Let me. I'm going out the box here. Let me say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ding, ding, I'm not on the Google. I'm not cheating. Ding,
0: ding, 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 ding. You, you got it right. They will <laughs> travel, the, few, they will travel the, fewest, the fewest miles at just a little over 6,400, and they do not have to go outside the Eastern time zone all season.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: <laughs> so I guess my talent, I don't know what. I don't know if he made a deal with, with somebody, but yeah, they do not have to travel. They only have to go play in the east coast so they will not have to travel to the central time zone they want to even have to travel out west so they're all good and the team okay incidentally though okay flip side team with the most uh miles they'll have to travel this year
1: let me go with the seattle seahawks
0: oh you got you cheated didn't you, you saw you saw, no i did uh, not
1: i swear i did oh, not i'm not on okay. google i'm okay. not on the google
0: Okay, well, you are right. Also, too, uh, Seattle, twenty nine thousand miles, and thirty four times. So those, including that, you know, that that trip in Europe, that will have to, they'll have to play. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're gonna be traveling a lot, uh, Pete Carroll and his guys. So, um, uh, after that, that's for so Baker done,
1: Mayfield in the future. We'll see.
0: Yeah, Den, yeah. Denver did you see that
1: poster, Geno Smith?
0: Yes, you I did. You think fans I will
1: did. crawl to London to see that?
0: <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, oh, I'm
1: sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, um. Then it'll be, then it's Denver, Jacksonville, Miami, and New Orleans. Those are your top, top tier among the most uh, most mild. And also, to, uh Pittsburgh, then uh, Detroit, Baltimore. They've been coming kind of right there at the bottom of the last couple of years, too. Baltimore has. They haven't ever had to travel too much. The Browns, and also to the Bears. They're kind of that bottom five when it comes to, they'll have the least miles out to travel this year. So, take that for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, so the Bears, I know traveling-wise, I know they play the AFC East this year, so they'll have to go to, I believe they go to New England mm-hmm. and I believe they go to the Jets. Yep. So, yeah, that's the farthest they'll have to go as far as the East Coast is concerned. So, like I said, well, I don't have the rest of their opponents' uh, schedule in front of me. I, I know they'll be, they'll be released next week, but it, we'll talk about it. So, but yeah, the, the Bears, well, <laughs> let's just say they got a whole lot more work to do. To just worry about travel. But, yeah. The, The NFL is trying to uh, get worldwide now, and we'll see if these international games work. Like you said, Likina, I will not be surprised if you get about five, six, seven down the road. Especially if you expand the schedule, which I expected to. Eventually, we'll get to a 20-game schedule.
0: That could be Roger Goodell on the phone right now, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about that, like, yeah, you know, how you know my plan, did, but yeah, yeah, know, like you might be right about that. Oops. Now, it's yeah. gonna be, a- <laughs> but yeah, so uh, more NFL news, uh, to talk about. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who did not play uh, the, the last half of last year due to the hamstring injury, now it looks like he's gonna be suspended for the first six weeks, I guess, for PEDs. That's a little weird, call but, me uh...
1: crazy, Lakina, but in sport, in a sport like football. We'll get a quick fake outrage for like two minutes. But at the end of the day, when the dust settles, no one cares. But when it comes to baseball and track and field, we get all up in arms. Why?
0: That's a good question. Uh, Yeah, that's probably Roger Goodell. That might might be uh, DeAndre Hopkins calling again. But, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, so – I, I, he insists that, that there was no truth to it. I guess the you know, a cream that he was taking, I guess, for his treatment for his hamstring, I, I, you know, they're wondering that, that that apparently contained, I guess, PEDs, and I guess that's why, you know, he got suspended. I don't know the whole details, the whole story. They were saying that they might, um, that he might uh, that they might appeal. We'll see if that, that, that that's the case, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Cardinals do, because I know they got um, mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown you know, and they've got, they, I know they've drafted a couple of wide receivers. Uh, so but you need DeAndre Hopkins back. So the fact that they're not going to have, they may not have him for the first six weeks. That's something that, uh, you know, the, the Cliff Kings and the guys are going to have to think about.
1: And also, too, Kyler Murray is going to have to earn his contract extension. So we'll see what he could mm-hmm. do. <laughs> and we'll see how the NFL carries out these, uh, with the schedule being released next week. Uh, uh, uh what are, who are, what, who are their first six opponents? Because you know there's going to be a couple of division teams already oh, off yeah. the bat.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, I <laughs> again, two
1: probably Rams and or Forty ers probably both will be in that six week window.
0: Yeah, and that's going to get that's I gonna be the that. I guarantee you that here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I I think so too. So that that's going to be that might be a problem for the Cardinals, but again, we'll see how the schedule maps out. And also too, who's going to be the first? You know, what's going to be the like, the first Monday night game? That's going to be a key with uh with mm. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. And also to the Sunday night game, which of course, you know, with a new uh, tandem too, with uh, Mike Tirico and Chris Collins, where were now Melissa Stark on the sidelines. And, and again, another thing, you know, Kevin Burkhardt, you know, the new number one NFL guy at Fox, who's going to be his partner with all of the rumors going around. So it's going to be very interesting. I thought it was Greg
1: Olson. Hmm.
0: No, they have apparently, no, it has not been official yet. So, and I guess that now there are rumors that maybe Drew Brees might be, you know, they're, they're all types was rumors going around, so I don't know what's going on there, but uh it, it's, yeah. So, it's but yeah, a lot of questions will hope will be answered <laughs> next week. is so. it, It's going
1: to be interesting to see who's going to be the number two team at Fox. Yeah. Will it be Kenny Albert?
0: hmm Will it Josh be Adam Willem. Amin? Well, yeah, yeah. That's something that they're going to have to figure out as well, so. I'm just wondering, like, what, what what's going to be the, uh, yeah. A lot of questions will be answered, too, within the next, you know, these next week or next week, you know, when the schedule comes out. So still a lot to be decided here. Uh, yeah. And at the NFL, uh, year-round, folks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why we do what we do. You're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Lakina, let's transition over to the NHL. Let's do that playoff hockey, will you? Now I wish we had a soundboard. We'll get I one know. soon. We, should, yeah. <laughs> we can play that old ESPN hockey theme. So, Lakina, yeah, the playoffs for the NHL has been on fire. Uh, let's go through these series first. We'll start with last night's results. Uh, the series is tied up at one-one in the Eastern Conference. The New York Rangers get by the Pittsburgh Penguins by the score of five to two. Pittsburgh had a little goalie controversy in game one. Yes, uh, they did. won a classic triple overtime thriller at MSG, but the Rangers bounced back with a big win last night.
0: And you know, that was I was alluded to earlier. Um, Aaron Judge, Jason Mayhew, and of course Anthony Rizzo were a part of that game too. Uh Igor Sirkin you had has made 118 slates, 118 saves so far in these playoffs, the first two games. That's the tie for the that's actually tied for the second most combined saves by a single goaltender in consecutive playoff games in NHL history. Go so, I don't know. I forgot to see who's number 1, but I'm about to look that up, but it, it, that's a crazy stat. Uh yeah, that was a classic game. If you're the Rangers, you're probably kicking yourself that you should be up 2-0 right now. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but look, you got the look, you you got the game. You know you did what you're supposed to do. Uh Panarin had a couple of goals for for the Rangers, so you know, hopefully this will kind of you know get the get it going for them. And uh, I know they I know they had a goal in the first game that was just allowed. I know Raiders fans are still you know upset about that, <laughs> but uh, but even still, I mean, you, you, look, I think this is probably going to be a split anyway in the first two games. So if you're either one of your teams, you're probably you're probably feeling pretty good about this series. Also, Sidney Crosby became the 19th up uh, becomes became the 19th player in NHL history to reach 70 playoff goals. Only kid is the other one. So another more history made for Mr. Crosby.
1: In the other Eastern Conference first-round series, after stealing game one in South Beach, well, not South Beach entirely, but uh, down there in Florida, the Washington Capitals, they dropped game two to the Florida Panthers by the score of 5-1. to one. That best-of-seven series is tied up in the game of peace. Like I said, this will go seven. I believe I picked the Florida Panthers to win. But why is didn't get out to a great start in game one? Game two, the Panthers dominated.
0: Yeah, I think sort of this guy is, like I said, this is probably going to be the one of those uh, seven, uh, that'll go seven. Um, just a really great display by the Panthers. I know they needed that. I know that Panthers mm-hmm. fans were not very happy after, you know, the, the Caps stole that game. But like I said, it'll be interesting who, which role players step up because I, I think this is going to be like a you know one of those sort of, you know, series where it's, it's really – we know who the Stars are and such. We know about Ovi. We know we know about Backstrom. You know we know about uh, Giroux, who just who was traded was traded there to the uh, the Panthers uh, midway through the season. It's gonna be interesting who you're off know, to the goalies. I mean that that's gonna be another thing too, and I feel like that's gonna be kind of the key.
1: Yeah, you know, Washington needs to steal a win or two with their goalie. Yeah, they yeah. need to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause he's had his struggles lately too. We saw, we saw that he was been, he's been consistent. So we saw that last night, you know, giving up five goals. So that that's not good. If you're, if you're uh, a, a Capitals fan, um uh, next the next uh the next series from uh last night and these were all on tnt and TBS. yes so there's a really a really cool moment for that we'll get to the coverage there in a second rick tockett uh brought the uh stanley cup uh, the, uh or, mr the
1: gambling cup. man
0: yeah well yeah that's a yeah that's
1: a whole other show but well
0: yeah oh that's a whole nother uh situation there uh colorado <laughs> colorado took a two-hole lead, beating nashville two to one uh what you think about this series
1: uh Colorado showing their do- yeah Colorado showing their dominance I know Nashville yeah. played much better last night as i said Colorado should win this series in five games i'm still going to stick to that Colorado did what they had to do winning their two home games game 1 they exploded for seven uh, seven goals i know Nashville had a goalie change for for last night i guess yes. it worked but in overtime uh, it blew up in your face <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I mean, that was a, yeah that was a tough goal to give up on i mean they yeah. made the switch the Preds made the switch, but unfortunately it didn't, you know, as uh Kale Makar, you know, had that uh, that uh overtime goal, you know, about a little over eight and a half minutes in uh the first overtime. And yeah, that that propelled the avalanche. And now they're t- I think the avalanche, I feel like they're on a mission. I feel like because mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, look, uh has been doing really well. He had 25 saves. Like you said, uh Ingram, you know, had 49 for the mm-hmm. for the press he doesn't have any offense to kind of help him out <laughs> so that's you know, been the national's
1: problem all year inconsistency yeah. with yeah. the oh, goal yeah. Score.
0: yeah so that that they're gonna have to step that up if they want to perhaps you know, get that chance there so I'm, I'm looking forward to this series i mean this 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 could be over quick you know the ask could you know take control of the series pretty fast
1: Yep. And in the last game from last night in the Western Conference first round, uh, even in up their series of a game apiece, the Dallas Stars steal a game in Calgary with a 2 nothing shutout win. Uh, still like Calgary, Lakina said Dallas is their young team, but they're mystifying to me. Uh, sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. They showed up last night.
0: Yeah, they did. And, uh, yeah, I think Dallas, I don't think people realize that maybe this will be a – I think people thought that this would be – the Flames would blow them out. That has not been the case. Well,
1: it's a series and, now. <laughs>
0: yeah, Oligar had 29 saves. He had a couple of – look, the Flames had their chance to perhaps maybe try to get this game open, and look, Oligar was sitting on his head. So that definitely uh, was a, a big thing for uh, for them. Uh, Rafi had uh, a goal, also too. Pavelski also had a goal as well. So that propelled the Stars. And like you said, Sid, I mean, they've been sort of one of those strange teams all, all year. You thought that they've shown some flashes, but they're like mm-hmm. – you're like, wait, but look, we got the good, you know, if you're calculating,
1: you should be awake now. Yep. Uh, looking at the schedule for tonight's games, they'll be on seen on TBS and TNT. Let's start at 6 o'clock in the Easter Conference first round series. This has been a physical, using air quotes for those listening back on our <laughs> playback ahead. War on Anchor. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, they lead the Boston, Boston Bruins uh, 2-0 in the series. Lakina has been nasty hits on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to say that I expect it to continue. I know uh, Boston beat Carolina a couple years ago in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, the tide has turned. Can the Bruins win two games at home at the TD Bank North Garden? Uh, I think they can, but it's really going to be difficult because their guys are just beat up.
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking that this will be this will probably be a, a sweep. This might we might have our first sweep of uh the Stanley Cup uh playoffs here because uh Carolina I, I think that they've been sort of dominating on offense. There's also their, their goals their goalies have been really solid too. So I'm wondering look the Boston you gotta think they're like you said they're they're older, they're beaten up. I mm-hmm. know Marshawn but he's been you can tell that the, the, the years a wear and tear on him. Yeah. Um so I think Carolina uh, yeah, Aho has been a Aho has been really good for them too. So, mm-hmm. so far this playoff. So I'm wondering that he, he might take the team on, on his background. That might, yeah, I think this, this might be, I said we might get our first sweep of the, uh, of the playoffs
1: at six thirty PM on TBS tonight. We have game three of the Easter conference first round between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay lightning game. Three will take place yes. down there in Tampa. I told you guys, Tampa was going to lose in the first round. Toronto mm. dominated Game One, but Tampa Bay came back in Game Two. This game is pivotal tonight. Like I said, the best of seven series is tied up at a game apiece. Tampa has home ice now. All you have to do, if you're Toronto, get one, get yeah. one.
0: Well, Tampa's sixteen and zero in the postseason following a loss with a plus thirty-one goal differential. <laughs> so, if you're yeah. a Lightning fan, that's actually pretty good. But look at think Toronto. If ADT is capable of perhaps making those tricks I just mentioned, it is Toronto. So we'll see if they can do that. Austin Matthews and the rest of the Maple Leafs. Hopefully, they can you know step up because, uh, like I said, this is the Lightning's first rodeo. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Wild and the Blues. Uh, you know they're tied at one as well. That's going to be the second game on TNT tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Kipras, Kiprasov Kippersov, um, yeah, got his first hat trick, you know, for the in, the in the in the franchise history for the Wild. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in the postseason, yeah. So that that's another thing. So yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting this series. I think this is a pivotal game three. So we'll see what happens.
1: The the wild bounce back in game two, especially with behind Mark and Jerry Flurry. Of course, mm-hmm. game one the Blues dominated, so this is going to be a back and forth series. I had Minnesota in six. I'll stick to that. But uh, if you're Minnesota, you just got to steal uh, uh, a a game on, uh, still a game at St. Louis's home ice yep. because St. Louis did that to you earlier this week. You going to do it to them again, so I expect that to happen. We're going to come back uh, on our next show to talk about a two two series.
0: I think we probably will as well. Edmonton and the Kings also going uh, t- uh, uh, pivotal game three on TBS. That's the second game of that doubleheader. This should be a fun one. I'm, I'm thinking that, like I said, I don't think anybody really expected it to, to uh, the Kings to steal one, but they did. So, yeah. Edmonton, this is sort of your time to show what you're made of.
1: Yeah. with Now, with the Kings having home ice, if you're Edmonton, it's possible that you could steal two games because the Kings – they're a good team, but they're not the teams that we watched in the past when they were battling the Blackhawks for Stanley Cup titles uh, way back when. Uh, this is a young Kings team. They turn over the puck a lot. And, and with a team like Edmonton, with all those horses on offense, especially with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, mm-hmm. uh, they can hurt you. And yes, so, they can. Uh, so the Kings better be careful. Uh, I expect Edmonton to at least win one game at formerly known as Staples Center. We're <laughs> I mean, not going to say that new name, but I wouldn't be shocked if Edmonton got two. They are the better team in this series, but uh, they can't walk in that thing. They just go sleepwalk through a victory. That's not going to happen. You cannot have that attitude, especially uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: Yeah, the Kings have players too. Kopitar's been around for a while. Kempe's been Not around. feeling old. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So oh, he, God. God. Those guys, I must say, those they all, Kopitar. Oh my God, I remember winning this for his rookie year. So that's a <laughs> that's a little nutty here. But uh, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm wondering. Oh, you know, okay. That that'll be that'll be a fun series too. But we'll see if the Oilers <laughs> wake up uh, Saturday for tomorrow. Real quick, you got uh the Panthers and the the Caps. We'll see. we you know, at one one. Pivotal game three there. That's a that's the only game that will be on ESPN. That will be at noon. Remember the times there? The rest mm-hmm. of these games will be on TNT, a triple header on TNT. You got Colorado and Nashville, game three of that series. Colorado will try to see if they can seize control of that. The Raiders and the, and the Penguins, that should be a fun one. A pivotal game three, that's at 6 o'clock on TNT. And another pivotal game three, you got the Flames and the Stars. Uh, another pivotal game. So we'll see which of these teams will take control of their respective series.
1: All right. And that's your Stanley Cup playoff schedule for this weekend from the National Hockey League. Lakina, <laughs> we have to take this time out. We're gonna come back and finish strong. We have some sports media news to tell you uh, to pass along to you and a whole lot more. And we celebrate an anniversary that took place today that, that, that took place today in our great city. If my math is correct, 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brain is still sharp. Love <laughs> it. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. I'm Sid Tesla, and you're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports Live in the Living Color, right here on Sports
2: Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports slash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 and 31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
3: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me.
4: Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Barn & Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
1: Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Friday edition live in eleven color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We have less than a half hour left remaining in the show for today and for the week. If you want to comment or any of our topics during today's show, you can go to Facebook.com/backslash uh, Chicago uh, uh, Sports Zone Chicago Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina uh you say you had some news regarding the the nhl the nba playoff ratings
0: yeah both the of all the ratings have actually been really solid for the for both mm-hmm. the nf the nhl playoffs as well as the uh nba playoffs i think like those. Mm-hmm. i think like like a six percent increase for both i think having i think having uh especially with the nhl now having all the games on ESPN, on ESPN two, and also too on. I know, I know, Colorado fans were upset because, because uh, <laughs> the first game against Nashville, they, you know, because the the Penguins Rangers series with you know three overtimes. That's the one thing. That's the one thing I don't miss about not having the Hawks in the playoffs because you have to deal with those <laughs> having the, those long overtimes. But uh, yeah, so yeah, they had to watch it on uh, ESPN News, and apparently, I guess a lot of people. In that region in Denver, in that area, don't have ESPN news as part of their cable package. So, that, that people were a little upset about that. But yeah, the ratings have been really good you know, for everybody for both the NBA and the NHL playoffs for both Turner and uh, ABC ESPN. You got to be feeling pretty good. And uh, it's great to have all the games. You have access to all the NHL games. I got the chance to turn back and forth. Last night, that yeah. was really cool. And if you saw the, uh, if you saw uh, on Wednesday, like I said, Ritt Tockett, who has three of these uh, Stanley Cups, we'll talk about the. Uh, we won't talk about the other stuff. <laughs> he he actually bought the cup. I get, I think one of the cups that he has, I think, to uh, the at the ABA studios, of course. Shaq, you had over his head. Yeah, um, you know, EJ, who was a, who was uh, the, the anchor of that coverage, you had over his head too. Kenny Smith did it as well, and Charles wanted nothing to do with it. I guess <laughs> I guess uh, the old uh wives tale about you know if you haven't won the cup you shouldn't touch it but yeah you know, that's a that's a whole nother thing but uh yeah that was a really cool moment you guys get a chance to see that. just go on youtube i'm sure it's on youtube uh somewhere but uh, that was a really cool moment but yeah good news all around for uh for both uh turner and espn abc
1: and speaking with espn as we stick with our sports media news segment joe buck Who's gonna be the new Monday Night Football announcer next to Troy Aikman coming this fall? Joe Buck is set to make his ESPN debut hosting the PJ Championship alternate feed.
0: I just saw that uh, this morning and it's gonna be produced by uh, by Omaha Productions. That's uh, the Manny Brothers. Yeah, that's the Manny Brothers production company that they have with ESPN. Um, yeah, I, look, he's done, uh, look, he did the U S open for Fox for the last few years. So yeah, this is I have a and he's golfer too. It's not his first time, you know, doing golf. It'll be the PGA championship part of that coverage, you know, uh, coming up. So, uh, he's going to kind of do like a manic, man, a manic cast type, I, I guess. So that's going to be the sort of the style there. Um, sort of, you know, with Michael Collins, who uh, is a great golf analyst, who is a former, uh, PGA caddy and uh among others so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how they do that because it's gonna be hard to like a man and cast style with golf i know Turner tried to try to do it with uh the, the, the all-star game it was okay mm-hmm. but like, you kind of wonder it was sort of kind of like it made you a little bit iffy but having is you it know, having buck and also Collins, who's a big you know who's a who's was who, like i said was a caddy for years in the pga and have a mm-hmm. for himself i think this will be a nice this will be kind of like a good alternative for like you know your avid golf fans, like this is what, what this Manning Cast Manning type cast is going to
1: be about. Yeah, we'll see how the ratings do for, for that because, like you said, alternate broadcasting uh, is an option for for fans, and, and many fans have taken advantage of it. It depends on, on what sport whether it's college football or golf or uh, or any other uh, sports. And so, we've I mean, seen that with the NFL with the Manning Cast, which is, works very well. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that and we'll see what kind of reviews that Joe Buck. Uh, gets now, in like, you know, We earlier we talked about baseball and streaming services, mm-hmm. and the NFL is getting to a one of their international series game be- between Denver and Jacksonville uh, for the upcoming 22 NFL season. But uh, Sinc- Sinclair's DTC plans are necessarily aggressive, but may uh, may price many fans uh, out. Valley mm-hmm. Sports Plus is a necessary evolution for regional sports networks, but it won't be all smooth sailing. This week, Sinclair revealed um, some more details about his new direct-to-consumer streaming services, carefully called Bally Sports Plus. The service soft launching this quarter in five markets will cost $19.99 per month or $189.99 per year, where CEO Chris Ripley describes as an attractive price point. There are some several conflicts uh, thoughts about the services to launch in this pricing. And uh, valley sports, uh, regional sports networks can no longer be found on Dish, Sling, Hulu, YouTube TV, or f- uh, Fubo TV. And and it goes on to say that, uh, 60 percent of its respondents in this very scientific Twitter post said that they're definitely not interested in purchasing this service and, and they will not pay twenty dollars a month to watch their local teams. Lakina, we said we said this before about. In the NBC Sports uh, regional channels. Uh, we're focusing on Chicago, which we're broadcasting from. Of course, NBC Sports Chicago's home to the Blackhawks, White Sox, uh, Blackhawks, White Sox, and the Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Of course, Marquee Sports Network is the exclusive home for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, I know for Valley Sports, they have uh, they used to be the Fox Sports regional uh, affiliates mm-hmm. until they sold it a couple of years ago, but now uh, with those Valley Sports. Uh, uh, regional sports networks—they broadcast hockey, basketball, and baseball—and depending on what markets, uh, what market uh, that you're in. But Lakina, I- I'll ask this again: with the, with the core uh, core cutting going on for the last several years, it is real. Is mm-hmm. uh, I think people has finally accepted it. But if you cut cable, but you're going to pay twenty dollars or two hundred dollars a year to watch your local teams. Isn't this just as bad as you might as well go go ahead and get cable anyway? Yeah, you might channels that You don't want to watch. Maybe yeah, I'm looking at it the wrong way. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think I think the reverse is happening. I think people who have cut the cord are realizing that. Oh wait, you know what? You add on. You know, you add add on Hulu TV. Get to add on Apple TV. Get an add on. I'm gonna Amazon. cancel that. and
1: Go to that to get that channel. To get that channel. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. So mm. you
0: might. Yeah, you might as well have just you know, <laughs> kept your cable or satellite provider. So I think people are starting to realize that with all the add ons So. I'm thinking that this is sort of one of those things, like, Yes, I know cable's high, we get it, but I, I'm wondering, mm-hmm. that, especially with this thing, with this particular part about with us when Sinclair, you know, people who want to see, you know, their favorite sports teams in Indiana, Arizona, and Texas, and other states that have, you mm-hmm. know, Valley Sports Plus, that's going to be, yeah, they're, they're going to have to figure this out because if you're going to make folks pay to watch some of their favorite teams, especially locally, that's not going to end well with folks. That might result in some of a revolt. And I think if you're, especially if you're a regional sports network that don't that don't need the raise that that can't afford to have, can afford not to have ratings, good mm-hmm. have bad ratings. That's not good.
1: That's not good. So, like I said, this is only the beginning of, of, of this of, of these stories and and uh, g- coming out about these sports networks trying to do. Uh, exclusive streaming services Uh, the future is here the future is now we'll see how the how this all uh, shapes out so this is not the uh, last of this is only the uh, the beginning so we'll keep you posted to what's going on with this situation and listen to second city sports sports on chicago the friday edition of second city sports Sid lakina are here with you lakina fx uh, the cable channel of fox it has been on the air for many years and they're going to do the Sterling affairs, which is based on Donald Sterling, the former owner of the NBA's Los Angeles Clippers. Lawrence Fishburne uh, has been cast in this move, in this uh, mini I should say, uh, to be a part of this along with the uh, actress, Jackie Weaver. But, uh, but uh, FX has found this guy to uh, play Donald Sterling. Guess who it is?
0: Well, I already know this. I saw this news earlier, but uh, go, go on. ahead. It's a, it's a familiar uh name in television. It's Ed O'Neill, of course, star of Modern Family, of course, also to uh, Married with Children. He'll be playing the title role in these Sterling Affairs, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be on FX. They're so kind of gonna do like they did with the, uh, the Johnny Versace, uh. You know, mini-series. Well, 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 actually, miniseries. Which was very good. Too, yeah. So, which is very good. Oh, all both of them are very good. So, I don't think. I think these mm-hmm. are the same people going to be producing this one too. So, I expect this to be a really good. And you might get some Emmy nods from you know from both Mr. O'Neill and uh, Mr. Fishburne and uh, Jackie Weaver, who I'm a big fan of as well. So, this mm-hmm. might actually this might be good. It's a six uh, episode series. is based on the 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 podcast. If you guys remember, that's how all this stuff kind of came about. So. It'll be interesting to see you know, how far they go with this. I mean, uh, Jackie's going to be uh, playing a uh, a uh, Shelley Sterling, Dallas Sterling, and um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, uh, Doc uh, Doc Rivers will be played by uh, no uh, Rivers will be played by uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. So I'm wondering how far they're going to go with this. Are they going to?
1: Uh, I'm trying to keep this clean as possible because we're a family show, but. How many times that uh, the Ed O'Ne- Ed O'Neill's gonna have his hands in his pants <laughs> like he did on oh, yeah. children? Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: he might channel. Look, he might channel his inner out Bundy. Oh, of course, of course, we know that. Well, <laughs> well, Ed, well, Ed, well, well. Look, I mean, look, he wasn't. Al Bundy wasn't as racist as Donald Sterling was. So
1: Oh no. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he was at all. just a man's man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Talking he about
1: was. Al Bundy. Yep.
0: Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do here. And also too, we'll we'll see how uh I wonder how Doc Rivers feels about Lawrence Fishman playing him because this is gonna be a very interesting uh, interesting take on him. But uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting, like I said, it's gonna be interesting how far this goes, <laughs> but uh, you know. They're aiming high with this, with all this casting decisions and doing this. So look, FX has produced some really award-winning. I know all the the previous ones they've done have won awards, have won Emmys. I know Courtney mm-hmm. B, B. Vance uh, won for playing Johnny Cochran. Um, I know Derek Chris won for uh, playing. I forgot which role he played in the Johnny Versace uh, uh, miniseries, but yeah, he he won an Emmy there. So you know, look, I, we'll see if the, the, the same you know will, will happen with you know with this move with this particular with this mini series and with the folks that we mentioned.
1: All right, back to the NFL, Aquina. I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago while you had to step away. The NFL was thinking about adding a Black Friday game the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It, looks, it looks like it's not going to happen this year, but it looks like it may happen in twenty twenty three. Lakina, I didn't get your thoughts on this, but would you like to? It looks like the NFL wants to uh, be in your face almost every night of the week, like college football is. It looks like it may happen in not too so distant future, but would you, after watching three games on Thanksgiving Day, would you like to see a Black Friday game in your face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
0: a, that's a lot that's a kind of like a lot of football but i think that's all saturation,
1: in my opinion
0: on the, i think it depends on the matchup i mean if it's a matchup it was for like a division or if it, well well i think the assumption is that if you're going to put that apple plus apple tv plus i don't know if you're going to want to do that especially with so much if there is a lot of stakes so they may put like a, a lesser tier game if you will like some of those christmas games I like I said I don't know what the mindset's gonna be how they're gonna do this, but uh, I know Apple TV's been wanting to get into the uh, get into the stream the, the sport with the course Thursday night football and such. But it, it's oh, I, geez, I don't know
1: <laughs> because you still have some college football games some attractive matchups in college yeah. football on that Friday. I don't know the NHL has too. this uh, Thanksgiving showdown game which nobody watches, but. Uh, college football still dominates the day after thanksgiving like i said unless it's a lesser tier game that you can put on their exclusive streaming services you're gonna have a problem
0: well and i think that's also the thing too i mean if you're especially if you're you're if look apple tv wants this black friday game okay let's give them like a lesser tier game i guess i think that's probably the only way you can do this because you don't want you don't want your your top tier game going into black friday especially with especially all the other stuff i mean you got um you know all the the rivalries in college football and, and whatnot so that that's going to be another thing i mean I, but let's, especially now with to all the conference realignments and everything else that's mm-hmm. another that's another uh wriggle that comes to this so it's gonna it's gonna be a lot but i'm sure Look, apple tv is determined to do this i'll, I'll, I'll give them credit for that but it will be just see what, what how this goes but they'll figure it out like, like they always do an nfl
1: Yeah, sticking with football, looks like Urban Meyer will be coming back to Fox to do college uh, football coverage. And Jack's owner Shag Khan said on the potential rehire for Fox for Urban Meyer, "How can you? How can you work with someone like that? Because we all (laughs) know, we all know how Urban Meyer's uh, first uh, first and." Perhaps only saying the NFL went with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. We won't rehash all of that, but uh, I was listening to Colin Cowherd and listened to other insiders. Uh, it's not a surprise that Urban Meyer is going back to uh, doing some TV work to cover college football. Will he ever coach again in the NFL? No. Will he ever coach again in college football? It's, it may still be a chance, but he's got to wait this one out for a while, and he's going to have to go to a lower-tier program to get this stank off his resume.
0: That's probably what he's going to have to do. And I kind of figured that this was going to be the case where he was going to have to perhaps maybe go back to television. He was actually really good at that. I know with all the stench that's going on with what happened, transpired uh, with the Jags, especially with, you know, Josh Lambeau and all that other stuff that transpired. You know, his players didn't really like him very much. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I think he is going to probably have to go to a lower tier uh, division, maybe a division two where he came from or or FCS so that, you know, well, I'm sure there's going to be a team out there. That's going to probably going to take a chance. Cause that's just what they do, but
3: mm-hmm. it's going
0: to be very interesting though. And I think how will his colleagues perceive him? How will everyone mm-hmm. else, especially when they start going to the road games, how will he be perceived on the road when I do these sort of yeah. road shows? So a lot to consider there. And you know, again, it's not official yet, but it looks like that's what's that's happening. And uh, yeah, we'll see. It, it's It's going to be very interesting.
1: Yeah, and that's why college coaches don't succeed in a, in the NFL. I know before you yell at me, Pete Carroll, remember, Pete Carroll coached in the NFL uh, sure. a couple of times before he went to USC and then came uh, came back, of course, coached the Seattle Seahawks now. But that's why it's very rare you see college coaches uh, succeed in the NFL because you're trying to treat them like 18- to 22-year-old kids. No, they're grown men that make more money than you. You're not going to be able to get away with that.
0: Yeah, and they're yeah, and all look. Just imagine what the stuff he was doing. If he was doing all that stuff to trying to or trying to do that stuff with the NFL guys, I can only imagine what they were trying to do with some of the uh, the guys uh, on in college. You saw, we yeah. all saw what transpired there. So
3: yeah,
0: I, it, it's ugh, it's. It, mm, 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 mm. I have no. Yeah. Things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of keeping your hands to yourself, as Demond Spro, A.K.A. D, always said on the D and David show, Olin Cruz, who is still employed as of now by NBC Sports Chicago and Six Seventy, the Score in Chicago, he was let go by a CHGO early this week after allegedly um, attacking one of his fellow co-workers at the it turned out to be Adam Hogue, uh, who, who was the co-host of the CHO podcast, and. Uh, as we all, as we have known, LaQuina Olin Cruz is a passionate guy. He's an intense guy. He's a very intelligent guy as well. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if we, we're ever going to get the full story on what happened. Uh, on, on what happened, of course, as far as we know, Adam Hulk is not going to press chart, It's not going to press charges. But uh, and, and that's a good thing for Olin Cruz. But mm-hmm. uh, keep your answer yourself. That's all I had to say about that.
0: Yeah, um, I actually was listening to uh, the Sports Adjacent podcast, uh, you know, with our buddies, uh, Russ Dorsey. Jason Leisure, of course, you know, Russ Dorsey uh, does a great work there uh, with uh, baseball, with the stadium and and such. Mm -hmm. But also, too, uh, of course, you know, know, our buddy Jason Leisure from uh, the Sun-Times does a very great job doing the Bears. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. We got to get him back on soon. Also, of course, Tony Gill, who we we yell at him sometimes when we still love him. Uh, <laughs> they, they kind of shared some stories there about that, you know, Adam Hogue is a very, we, we, we'll we try, I don't know if he'll come to our, on our show, but, you know, but uh, he is really like a very mild manner, very like soft spoken, mm-hmm. very smart, you know, probably one of the best, you know, Bears guys that you'll ever see. And this apparently, I guess you saw what happened as he kind of mockingly sort of, you know, walked off the set I'm talking about Olin Krutz. During uh last week's draft. And of course, you know, just as soon as we posted the episode on the podcast version, you know, it comes out that I guess, I guess the details, I guess John Greenberg who does a great job for the Athletic, and I think a mm-hmm. couple of other folks actually had the details of it. Apparently, I guess, you know, Hogue was doing something, kind of jokingly say something, and I guess you know, Olin kind of lost his temper and it kind of grabbed his neck. a uh, Hogue's neck, I mean, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. transpired there. So I don't know. I mean, if you're uh if you're Mitch Rosen from the score and if you're uh NBC Sports Chicago, I don't know if you want that kind of thing. They're representing you, especially now that it's out there, the details of it. Mm-hmm. I I understand why CHGO had to do what they did, because they didn't want this to especially them still trying to make a name for themselves. They've been so, a few mm-hmm. months. You know, they yeah. don't want they don't want this stench to be as you know a part of, you know, as a stain on their brand. And I get that. So yeah. We know that Owens very fiery. He can be. He was not afraid to uh, tell people where to go. We saw his uh, in response to that in the meeting. Mike Tyson in response to that, but you gotta be smarter here. You can't. Yeah. You, as as our buddy Devon said, you know, keep your hands to yourself.
1: And that goes for everybody. So, uh, uh, exactly, exactly. So, like you said, Cho, that was the only thing that had uh, they had no other choice but to do this. But like you said, they're uh, there's some great folks over there. We know most of them. Yeah. And like I said, they're trying to still trying to make their mark in the market here. So they, they put out great content. So this is not just about PR, but it's about establishing a culture inception, uh, uh, just a, a standard of uh, people cannot be uh, treated that way in the workplace, anywhere in particular, but definitely in the workplace. So, uh, that was the only thing they had to do. So I uh, said, so we commend them for it
0: absolutely and, and again I, I think i don't think he'll ever apologize because <laughs> he's a little we you know he's a little stubborn when it comes to that but uh i i feel like it'll be just see what what the other entities are where he's at that you know mm-hmm. like i said with you know, the other score and what mitch rosen does and what he has, uh, he has nbc sports chicago what they do with him and their and their bears coverage he's still a part of that so
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's not thing they got to figure it out
1: yep Let's end this show on a high note, Lakina, especially if you're a baseball fan or if you're definitely a Cubs fan. 24 years ago today, Kerry Wood, the rookie pitcher out of the state of Texas, struck out 20 batters uh, against the Houston Astros in a cold spring day at Wrigley Field. Cloudy, not a sellout day at Wrigley Field. I remember watching this game. Like, you know, of course, this was the year that Harry Carey uh, passed away right before mm-hmm. spring training. Chip Carey, his grandson, got the job as a uh, TV voice next to Steve Stone. Of course, Chip Carey originally was supposed to do their pre and post game show and make the transition there. But that didn't happen. So the death of Harry Carey changed all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, this uh, was the big moment for Carey Woods uh, career. Of course, he would have many more. But Kerry Wood tied the major league record, striking out 20 Houston Astros batters. Of course, the last guy at that time to do that was Roger Clemens back in 1986, April 1986. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was part of that season that the Red Sox uh, went to the World Series, of course, lost to the New York Mets. But Roger Clemens did it back in April in 1986 against the Seattle Mariners. Of course, Kerry Wood was nervous during that post-game interview. I mm-hmm. remember that day. I remember I had to go get a haircut, so I was listening to the game at that time on WGN radio. So uh, even though I'm not a Cubs fan, just uh, witnessing and watching and listening to history, is something that you have to uh, appreciate. And I appreciate history, and not uh, not just as a baseball fan, but as a sports fan as well, of course. If you remember watching that documentary about Kerry Wood, I think you can catch it here on YouTube. Uh, he mm-hmm. said he started to feel some elbow soreness after that game. Of course, he struck out... I believe his next target had Arizona, he struck out thirteen batters there. Of course, he would win uh, in a Rookie of the Year. Of course, he missed uh, all of nineteen ninety nine uh, due to J- Tommy John surgery, but he came back, uh, has still had a good productive career. He was a closer for a while, but the uh, but that that day will uh, live outside of the twenty sixteen World Series for the Cubs. That day individually will live on in infamy.
0: I. <laughs> I was talking to a friend about this this morning and uh, I did not watch this game live. Unfortunately, this is like one of those <laughs> moments where I wish I had been, yeah, I had to stay after school that day for something. Don't ask, but uh, you know, uh, but I, I remember- You were doing I, something
1: productive. You were in school, like you said, so th- yeah. people don't like it tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm it's still, it's still kicking myself for that. And um, I actually, you know, had to sort of, you know, when I woke up, and th- again, this was before Facebook, this was Mm-hmm. Uh Twitter wasn't really a thing yet. So I think we couldn't really MySpace wasn't even them. now, It was still a decade right. before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So none of that stuff was around. So you had to I had to wait till I got home. And when I got home, you know, that it was a top story on uh all the the new the Chicago news stations, CBS, mm-hmm. NBC uh five, uh, ABC seven and uh Fox 32, they all had that cover. That was like the top story for a while. So uh in Chicago, of course, you know, ESPN, you know, had it as well. And I think they I think they simulcast it too, from what I've from what I've heard. So uh, this was a great moment, and I think, like you said, unfortunately he started, you know, carry what I mean. He started, you know, showing some tightness in the elbow right after that game. So and he mm-hmm. wasn't really the same. He was still pretty productive, you know. He went to yeah. some other teams and was pretty productive, but he just wasn't the same after that. Kid K, as they called him. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think if you ask him now, and I'm sure they'll probably be asked about that. I'm sure Marquis is going to have some programming, special programming. I'm sure they did an interview with him about it. About it. Um, I think he said, Look, this is one of those, you know, he'll be known for that forever. And he's okay with that. He's actually doing, he actually is a master with the Cubs now, too. So he and his wife, Mm -hmm. they still live in the area with their, their children. They go to school in the area. So he's still there. You can still see him. So.
1: Yeah, like I said, the Cubs were starting to take off as a team that year. Of course, they got the wild card, being the San Francisco Giants in a one-game playoff. Of course, we were being swept by the Braves in that division series that year. But he became a, not just a local sensation, but a national sensation as well. And so mm-hmm. the plus, uh, it, it added to that story of that team that year. Of course, Sammy Sosa got in a home run chase with Mark McGuire and King Griffey mm-hmm. Jr. So that was another uh, added emblem in there as well.
0: Yeah, just uh, some really, really many great things all around in that front. So it's probably one of those games. I'm sure, like I said, especially now that the the Dodgers uh, Cubs game has been rained out, they'll probably show that game on Marquee. So if you yeah. have Marquee, <laughs> you might want to check that game uh, out. That classic game, which is still oh, you, you can know, catch
1: it on YouTube right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, or it's on YouTube, you know, YouTube all folks, year, all year round. So uh, it's right really yep. there for you. Now speaking of Marquee, they uh, the WNBA uh, season starts tonight with the defending champion Chicago Sky. Now this guy has a new TV home. They will be a uh, p- uh, part of the marquee network. Most of the games will be airing on the on the, uh, exclusively on the on the marquee network. One of our good friends, your know, friend of the show, Jason Ross, will be a part of that uh, broadcast. Yay! That was a blow of not being able to get the the Hawks uh, the Hawks gig, but I think look he's a he's in, um, a women's college hoop, so this will be a, a big big step for them interesting though that they did you know decide to go with marquee which i know some people still don't have that channel in chicago mm-hmm. but i guess they had to put it somewhere especially now that they've won the championship i'm mm-hmm. uh, talking about the sky so they probably feel like they didn't have a choice but to put them on there the first game will be tonight uh, they'll they'll probably it'll probably be on here after uh the, the carry Wood uh thing lisa Bynes him also too will be part of the uh the tv telecast Stephen mm-hmm. bardo of course you know got to get him on at some point and former northwestern star megan mccune will also be an analyst
1: yeah from the big 10 network yeah
0: yep. more mm-hmm. northwestern star too she's a big part of northwestern mm-hmm. going to the tournament the last couple of years when she was there so she
1: was yeah, a big so part tonight, of that yeah so tonight at seven o'clock on marquee sports network uh, it's the Chicago Sky host in the L.A. Sparks. And, of course, if you missed that game, it will be replayed at midnight.
4: Yeah.
0: So what do you think about that, having them you know, go on marquee?
1: it's a great thing it expands your audience especially uh, like you said the year after they won the title there's genuine uh, interest in the city i know the sky has been getting a lot of bad pr and rightfully so through, uh, throughout the years for them mishandling their business the one mm-hmm. thing that i do have a problem with not to damper on their parade they still don't have a radio contract especially yeah. now after they win if you're not on a radio station uh, uh, in a big market like chicago like we talked about with these other networks are doing, like I think the Oakland A's of baseball are doing this. I know the L.A. Kings of Hockey are doing this. Have exclusive streaming services where people can listen to games on the radio. Because I don't like to listen to it on the radio. At least check it out. That's how you draw more interest and have new fans be interested in your product. This is common sense. But unfortunately, many people don't operate that way.
0: Well also but I to, digress. of course. Well well yeah, well also to remember I guess the new T V deal will be I think between like seventy five and hundred million dollars. That's the new T V deal for uh for them. And I've heard people I think say they sell that-
1: on WCIU, I think once or twice a week as well, yes. I believe. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. yes, yes,
0: yes, yeah. So I think that the, I think that from what i read from the article itself, I think they're gonna have like sixteen games, I think. You know, as well as streaming mm-hmm. and that the non-televised, the non uh, televised, the nationally televised ones, are going to be through their their Plus Network and on their app, Marquee mm-hmm. Sports Network app. So you'll get to be able to see it somewhere. But, uh, but yeah, I think this is a good way to kind of grow the brands. And I think your mm-hmm. marketing and such, like if you build it, they will come as they say.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But like, again, yeah, you said on the radio side, I think they are going to have to think about that too. But again, I think they're just starting to kind of get going on the TV side as well. Like I said before, the next TV contract is could be up to 100 million, and that's huge for them. Yeah. So I guess baby steps. Where would you put it though? Because you got ESPN, you know, ESPN Chicago. Yes, they're kind of they're not off that, but they still got other uh, national commitments. It's going to mm-hmm. be hard to try to put the gaze on there. I know the score. I know they would probably love to put this guy on there, but again, they got commitments with the Bulls. They got commitments with the Bears. They got commitments with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And I think also DePaul basketball as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I think some Illinois basketball too, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's on a-
1: that's on um, uh WLS. LS. Okay, okay, gotta make
0: sure. A, a-, that's, a-, a-
1: the AM side, the AM of version, they
0: AM version WLS. Uh, eight ninety. Look, yeah, that's lot, that might be a nice place for them to be at. That might be. Yeah. Look, a lot of people can get it either terrestrially or digitally. So yeah, can get uh, you know all the other. I'm sure they have their own app too. WLS eight ninety. So maybe that's probably a place where they can go, but. I don't think I think maybe only one WNBA team is on the radio. I think, but again, I might, I might be you're know, off here. But yeah,
1: something but
4: like,
1: yeah, it is definitely something to think about. Like, so you got to get with the times, or the times will get you. Lakina, like, it, it's been another great show on uh, Second City Sports, wrapping up the week right here live in Living Color Sports Zone, Chicago. Yours truly is looking forward to another great weekend of. Uh, Baseball, playoff, basketball, and hockey. You surely will be at the friendly confines in the morning to catch uh, the first game of the doublehead between the Dodgers and the Cubs. Follow me on social media. uh, You'll know why I'm going to be there. I'll leave you with a cliffhanger on that.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to be enjoying some of the games uh, uh, both tonight and tomorrow, all weekend along with the the NHL. And NBA playoffs is going to be a lot of fun in that front so it's gonna be so much uh fun the World spotter championship's going on right now for all you golf fans our girl christy manica yo i'm sure she'll be looking forward to her, her guy will be watching that yeah. she'll uh, be on with us sure. next week <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure yo, i'm sure have yo, some uh, great analysis on that front uh also too you got all the soccer you know matches coming up you know all the european leagues are finishing up their seasons too so some you know, mm-hmm. great uh matches this weekend too so a lot of great sports all around so uh Oh, it should be a whole lot of uh, fun. I know it's there's, there's going to be raining in some parts of the area, so it might be hard for some of these games to get in. But even still, you know, regardless, you know, check some of these games out on all the the platforms and such. With that said, you can follow me at Kiana McGee on the Twitter and at Kiana on the IG.
1: Make sure you follow yours truly, Cindy Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at ck 80 Once again, as ck 80s idkid 80 S-I-D-K-I-D eight zero, S-I-D-K-I-D eight zero. Make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Catch Second City Sports the Podcast Edition at subscribe to War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support.
0: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends.
1: Make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, live right here on Sports SportsZone Chicago. One more again, as you young folks would say. Mm-hmm. Catch Second City Sports live and in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports SportsZone Chicago.
0: All right, folks. Enjoy all the games, everybody. If you're not gonna get, you know, vaccinated, wash your hands, wear your mask, and be good to each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports on no Chicago, and we'll see you Monday.
1: Till then, go Sox. Holla!